Hey guys, what's going on? Brian here, of course, for another Saturday rendition of uh, the solo podcast with, well, solo with Jay, of course. I like that. Uh, I know, we're solo. We're you know? solo, but yeah, with me. But with Jay, you know, Jay doesn't count that much. But <laughs> no, 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 half, he, half he a counts. percent. He counts. No, I appreciate you, Jay. Thanks, um, so we are, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying these these talks. Uh, and, and you know, I try to come up with a topic or a story that you, that I haven't shared very much. And I've shared bits and pieces of, of uh, this particular story that I'm about to share with you guys and it's uh i'll take you along on this journey and then of course uh i want to take your super chats you know i want to ask uh you what you want to hear from me you know what kind of questions you might have what you want to do so we'll go through a lot of super chats i have a couple other things i can talk about too if we run out of super chats but hopefully you guys will crush it tonight with the super chats they have been they've uh, been crushing yeah, lately you guys have been dominating, and I appreciate you so, so, so very much. Um, so, yeah, this is a conversation that goes both ways. I like you guys in the chat to kind of help uh, dictate it. But let's jump into uh, the piebald. Uh, first off, I want to talk about the fact that really a picture of a piebald ball python is what drove me to really love ball pythons. You know, I love ball pythons my whole life, don't get me wrong. But when I was like 15 years old, I worked at this pet shop, and there was a wholesaler called Great Lakes zoological that that we just a junk wholesaler right and uh, uh you know we the pet shop because that was all it was imports i mean there was nothing really you know hardly anyone was captive producing anything right, so right. so he had you know toke geckos and this and that and and i remember one time you know my boss allowed me to go there and it was literally only about a mile away but i went to, it was able because i was the reptile guy you know i took yeah. care of the reptiles there and uh and sure enough uh he allowed me to go and pick out a shipment of reptiles which was you know an honor for a 15 year old kid and i can't recall exactly what i bought from there but nevertheless uh he had a picture of a piebald ball python that was actually imported i believe in the 80s uh, to a guy named Brian Sharp, of course, Sharp albino uh, boas. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and 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 Sharp had never, had never, it didn't live, it didn't breed, he never produced it, so it was dead, you know. But this picture was there, and I just remember being like blown away, you know. And and I always told people that, like, that was really you know, the thing that threw me into like, oh my God, that is the ball python. And I've said it to this day that if I were to choose one ball python morph that I love, it would still be the pie balls. And that probably goes back to that 15 year old little Brian, you know, that, that really just was infatuated with that picture. Fast forward quite a few years. And, uh, I guess, you know, I'm going to say early nineties or something on that lines. And, uh, ironically enough, Brian Sharp imported another pie ball, same guy. What luck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Imported another pie ball. And probably what it was is that he had bought the first one and probably the same guy. I'm assuming it was probably Emmanuel Noah, uh, probably reached out to him because he knew he bought the first one. And so he sold him the second one and it was a male. And then, uh, uh, maybe a year or two later, a guy named Ernie Wagner, uh, I've talked about him, a legend out in Seattle, um, you know, bred the first Burmese pythons back in the 60s. Uh, he ended up importing a, an adult male as well. And then Pete caught, well, then actually baby, two baby females were born in a farm. This is when they just started farming over in Africa. And, and sure enough, Emmanuel Noah, whether he hatched them or someone hatched them and he got them, whatever happened, he ended up sending them to Dave and Tracy at VPI uh, down in Texas. And, uh, and Pete and Tracy were good friends because Tracy originally when, before she was Tracy Barker was Tracy Miller and she came from the Baltimore area. Of course, Pete's in the Baltimore area. And, uh, and, and, and so somehow Pete ended up 
he wanted to get those animals. And what happened was actually Emmanuel Noah sent them to Tracy and Dave for free and said, you guys sell them for me and then give me money when you're done. And, and they basically said, ah, no one would be interested in these, you know, I mean, they're just, mm. they're, you know, they're, they're probably not genetic. It's probably an incubational thing, you know, cause that was the, the general consensus was is the pipe up all pythons weren't going to be genetic. Wow. And so, so about six or eight months went by and I guess Noah kept trying to see if they were going to sell them and they kept on telling the, him no one's interested. And I'm not going to get into their mindset and I'm not accusing them of anything, but my understanding was coming from Pete was that they never tried to sell them, right? They would just wanted to keep them. And they, mm. so they just kept on saying, no, no one's interested in them. So Pete, interestingly enough, kind of backdoors him on the deal, goes to Noah, pays Noah, like, I don't know, $15,000, $20,000 a piece for him. And flies to Texas, doesn't even tell Tracy, says, you know, calls her up and says, Hey, I'm in Texas. I'd like to come over. He goes over there and he says, Oh, and by the way, I'm here to pick up the two female pies. Oh <laughs> man, bro. And, and he takes the pies and he brings them back home with them. Shortly thereafter, Brian Sharp, I think had had the adult male now, uh, uh pied the second one for a year or two and, and it just wouldn't breed for him. Yeah. Yeah. So Pete buys that animal from him. So now Pete has three of the four pies, right? The two uh, uh, females that are captive hatched now about a year old and then an adult male. Ernie still has the other male piebald that's in the wild. Ernie produces two clutches of, you know, bred to a normal. And so they're potential heterozygous. And and Ernie is trying to sell those for, I, I think they were, he wanted to sell them for like $7,500 a pair for wow. these potential heads. Nobody was interested because as, again, the consensus was it probably wasn't even going to be genetic. So uh, Pete ends up buying the mail from Ernie. You know, he buys it from Ernie and then for whatever reason, he had it for a very short period of time, maybe a, a few months. And, and and at that point, it was during, at the end of the breeding season. So I think he may have bred the male a little bit. And, and also, ironically enough, the male he bought from Brian bred that year. So Pete produced a number of clutches of heads. So at the end of the breeding season, Pete reaches out to me because everyone knows that I'm really interested in piebalds. And, and I was on the, on the you know, but I, I just wasn't ready to pull the trigger on a pair of hats when you know, they're normal looking ball pythons and we just didn't know and stuff like that. So Pete calls me up and he says, Hey, I, I'm going to sell the mail I bought from Ernie that he'd only had for two or three months. And he said, I want $15,000 for it. And, uh, uh, and again, not genetic, don't know what's going to happen, but I was so into it. I, I was like, I've got to do this. So this is, again, we're like me and Lori are maybe 19 at the time, you know, 20 at the most, yeah. you know, something like that. And uh, so I I was breeding snakes and making a couple bucks, but didn't have that kind of money because I had put almost all my money that I kept on making right back into the business and stuff like that. So I, I end up uh, uh, literally going to Lori's dad and borrowing $10,000. Jeez. Literally, we had $5,000. He borrowed us $10,000. We send Pete the money. And I remember telling Pete, and this is, by the way, I, weirdly enough, Pete Call has kind of been out of the the, the thing for a while, but uh, weirdly enough, he called me last night. I, and unfortunately it was like, at like just normal as Pete always does. He called me at like 1230 at night. I didn't <laughs> get the call. And, uh, I saw this morning that I missed the call and I am going to call Pete back. I haven't talked to Pete in probably a year, you know? So it was really nice that he reached out to me. I can't wait to talk to him. So this is by no means 
like a bad story about Pete. You know, me and Pete are very good friends and, and I have the utmost respect for him. Uh, but so anyways, when I'm buying the snake, obviously I'm borrowing $10,000. It's a big deal. And I was nervous, you know what I mean? So I, I, I it was the biggest single investment snake I had bought to this point, yeah. you know? Um, and, and, and so I, I remember saying, well, Pete, I'm really nervous. You know, what do I do? You know, what if the snake doesn't make it? You know, what, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, Brian, you're fine. He goes, listen, Brian, no matter what happens, I'm going to take care of you. You know, it's don't, don't worry about it. It's, it's a healthy snake. It looks great. You're going to do fine with it. I'm like, all right. So I send him the money. Again, this is before the internet. This is before FedEx would FedEx you something. So he actually has someone that's going to the Columbus, Ohio reptile show, and I did that every month, right? So so his friend meets me at Columbus after I've sent him the money. I get the box, you know, I open it up. Uh, immediately when I pull it out, it's, it's, it's a beautiful snake. It's a big adult male, but it's like really, really light. So it's a snake that should weigh 1,200 grams, probably weighs 600 grams, you oh, know? Okay, and okay. it doesn't look skinny. It looks okay. It just is like hollow, right? Mm. It's like this hollowy feel, right? And so I get home that night because there's no cell phones at the time. I get home that night and I call Pete up and I'm like, hey, dude, you know, I'm just a little worried. The snake just, it just, it, it moves a little weird. It's a little bit weird. And he's like, Brian, you're stressing out. Just don't worry about it. You're fine. All right, cool. And so a couple of days go by after I settle in, I throw a mouse in there, crushes a mouse. And I'm like, oh, thank God. It's so good. This is great. News. Yeah, yeah. Crushes a mouse. But but it was like, I've never, even to this day since then, I've never heard this before. When you would hold it, you would hear like crackling noise. Weird. Almost like it's, it's ribs. It's, yeah, it's like his ribs would crackle, like it had arthritis or something. Really weird, right? And so so now about a week goes by and I'm I'm just tripping out. You know, it ate one time, it refuses a second time. It's it only ate a mouse. And this is a big adult animal, didn't eat a rat, ate a mouse. Um, and I, I'm I'm stressing out. And so I call Pete up and I'm like, you know, Pete, I'm really nervous, man. This snake it makes this weird noise. Never heard this before. Uh, and it's weird that all these years later I've never heard it since, yeah, you yeah. know, from any other snake. And, and, and he's like, you're, you're, you know, you're stressing out, you know, blah, blah. He goes, if you want, just send the snake back. I'll give your money back. And I'm like, well, no, Pete, seriously, I don't want to send the snake back. I just want to keep you informed that I'm a little concerned about it because I've never seen a snake do the things it's doing. And then he's like, oh, no, you're fine. Don't, don't stress out. You're good. I'm like, all right, cool. Like three days later, uh, I, I'll never forget. And this is when I kept all my snakes in, in the basement of, uh, we, we had bought our first house at this point. So we were 20 because I remember we bought our house when we were 20, all our snakes were in our basement and every morning, you know, I, you know, whatever early in the morning, I would go downstairs and check on all our snakes, you know, obviously first thing I would do in the morning. And, uh, I go down there and of course the first snake I'm going to check on is this new pie ball ball python. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just start to open the door drawer. It's in a drawer. And, um, and it's on newspaper, and there's blood all over the oh. newspaper. Blood all over the newspaper, and the snake is dead. Now, I've had it literally like 10, 12 days, you know, and it's 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 dead. And so um, I'm obviously just uh, beside myself, yeah. you know, like, what the hell? So I call Pete, like, 25 times. I mean, you know, it's one, I, I hate to say it, but I was one of those guys that just, like, called, 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 yeah, called, yeah, called. Yeah. He finally calls me back, and he's like, what the, f and, and now he's like 
upset at me or something yeah, yeah, like that. For like, like what, what up. the F, you know, what, what did you do to it? And I'm like, dude, I didn't do anything. So he's like, well, you need to get a, a, a necropsy on it. And he goes, okay. And there's a guy named Elliot Jacobson that did most of the work. He's, he was the, uh, I believe he's the, the, the director of veterinarian science down in, at the university of Florida, very famous uh, veterinarian. Anyways, he did all of the work on inclusion body disease, IBD. And, uh, and so him and Pete were friends because of course, Pete had dealt with IBD. As a matter of fact, right around the time that this thing happened, Pete had, was just kind of getting over his IBD issue where it wiped out a, a big portion, almost all of his boas. And, yeah. and, and of course it didn't hit his ball pythons. And that was the initial thought was, is there a chance that this could be IBD and in, in this, this, this pied? So I send it down the animal down for a necropsy to Elliot Jacobson. And uh, about a week goes by, Elliot gets, you know, after he you know, does the pathology on it and, and the necropsy, he comes back and, and what it was is there was a cancerous cyst in its lung. Yeah. Now, Pete could have never known that. I certainly could never have known that. And this cancerous cyst erupted, you know, burst, and it actually asphyxiated itself on its own blood. Yeah, like drowned, you know? yeah. Yeah, drowned in its own blood, and that's why there was blood all over the cage. And and this is not Pete's fault. It's not my fault. It, it happened, you know. So obviously, you know, I'm going back to this, you know, Brian, whatever happens, I'm going to make it right type of thing, right? And so I, I called Pete up. And again, I'm not, you know, listen, I love Pete. You know, I, I'm, I, you know we've been friends ever since, and I, I think the world of him. But uh, I called him up, and he said, uh, hey, I gave you a chance to send it back. You chose not to. That null and void the guarantee. Damn. And uh, so I ate $15,000, <sighs> which of which uh, $10,000 was not even mine. So interestingly enough, Ernie Wagner, God bless him, heard about the animal dying. And he called me up out of nowhere. And I had only talked to Ner Ernie maybe 10 times. He was, he's still, I still, he's probably still one of those guys that like, I, I get nervous about talking. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause he's like that much of a legend, you know, just a super good guy. And, and, and I know he's still alive. I don't know where he's, he's gotta be. I mean, he's gotta be in his like mid to late eighties, I believe by now. Um, so I, I don't know what faculties he has or anything like that. But nevertheless, he calls me up and, he, and he's, he's always, he was like, you know, beatnik. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He was like a beatnik guy, you know, always kind of like groovy dude, you know, and like, really, you know, it's, it's just it had this really, cool, yeah, just really cool feel to him, you know, and he calls me up. He's like, Brian, man, I heard what happened, man. I feel so bad for you. You know what? You know, and he's like, listen, this is what I want to offer you. He goes, you know, I want to if you want a pair of these hats that were fathered by this male, uh, I'll sell them to you for. 2500 bucks instead of 7500 and so I remember going to Lori and you can only imagine this conversation right we just <laughs> we just lost you know fifteen thousand dollars in 12 days or whatever it was and um and, 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 and I'm like this is our deal we can spend twenty five hundred dollars we don't know if it's genetic these could be a paranormal ball pipe yeah uh, or we could spend twenty five hundred dollars and if it is genetic we could make our money back you know it, so it's either let's lose the 15 grand and walk away from it or let's roll the dice on another on let's, seventeen let's, five. Yeah, yeah, let's double down, you know, and 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 not double, but you know, yeah, seven. Now we're now we're risking seventeen five, but we could make our money back. So she she immediately agreed. She said, "I think we should go for it. Let's let's yeah. buy the let's buy the pair of, of hats." So we bought the pair of hats. They were babies. The following year, Pete had one of the females from Tracy. I think both of the females from Tracy were up to size, and he produced uh, pied to pied. I think it one maybe two clutches. I'm not even sure, and um, and 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 the, the rumors. I don't know if this is true or not. He, the rumor was is that he was so excited to see if it was genetic. At day like forty, 
he cut one of the eggs. No. And and sure enough, there was a pied in there. And and I heard that the that baby died because he cut it so early. Again, I don't know if that's true. That was just the rumor. But he proved it to be genetic. And then, of course, the rest of the clutch hatched 20 days later. And, and I think he had two clutches, if I'm not mistaken. So I think he produced two clutches of pied that year. And that was like really what made ball pythons explode, to be totally honest with you, was that he offered those for $25,000. And much like what happened with the albino Burmese pythons with Bob Clark, when it was like the first investment big snake. Yeah. This was the first really big investment ball python at 25000 And so now I knew I had a pair of hats that were a year old. And hats now went from $7,500 that no one wanted to 25000 And Pete sold every single hat he produced, right? Yeah. And so, uh, uh, so now I at least knew that my $17,500 investment was worth probably 35000 because babies <sighs> were 25000 a pair. And these were, you know, sub-adults. But of course, I wasn't going to sell them, so I raised them up. and And I don't breed a lot of ball pythons at eighteen months, to be honest with you. But th- in this case, I did produce four eggs the following year from head to head, and um, and I'll never forget. Uh, you know, I, and I've been cutting snake eggs since Burmese pythons years right. and years before. So I remember pulling the clutch of eggs up at day like fifty six. You know, which is right around. I usually cut between fifty six and fifty eight. I think I was really excited to do this at fifty six. And, and, and ironically enough, I had a guy named John Romeo, uh, who was out in New York that had contacted me cause he knew I had eggs and he said, I want to buy a male. Yeah. He said, if you produce a male, I'll pay $25,000 cash for it. So, so I mean, I'm like really stressing about this thing. You know, it's a, it's a lot of money at that time. And, and, uh, and ironically enough, dude, it was the same year I produced the albino black rat snake, the two headed black, albino yeah, no black. way. Really? Same ex- it was within like, Damn, within crazy. like two weeks. I had the two-headed albino black rat snake and the clutch of pied hat pieds that were hatching. So I, I literally, I remember pulling these out of my incubator in the basement and putting them up on my kitchen kitchen countertop. And I remember I had like a like a little tiny mag flashlight, you know, those pretty heavy but yeah, yeah, powerful yeah. mag flashlights. Why well, I don't know. I, I when I cut the eggs, I would use this flashlight to look inside, right? So I cut egg number one, and it's a normal. I cut egg number two, it's a normal. I cut egg number three. It's a normal. I'm shaking now. I'm yeah, yeah, shaking like, because I'm like, my gosh, I have all this investment. Now these are 66% possible hats that are, you know, no one's going to buy them, you know, all this other stuff. And so sure enough, I'm cutting egg number four, cutting egg number four, cut, 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 open the flip. I got the light on it. It's a freaking pie. So you it's see the fi- white, right? That's I the first the thing you see. 50, 50 white. Oh. Man. And literally I shit you now. I was shaking so bad. I dropped the flashlight onto the egg. Oh my God. Drop no it way. onto the egg. Albumin goes flying everywhere. <laughs> I'm immediately like, oh my God, did I kill the did snake? Did I just drop I just kill the snake? You know, it was fine. The snake was fine. It hatched out. Uh, you know, I called John later that night. He said, dude, I've got a pie. I don't know if it's a male or a female. He's like, just let me know. So a couple days later, it crawls out of the egg. It's a male. So as much as I wanted to keep that animal, the $25,000 was such a huge amount of money. It's a come up, dude. Yeah. When you're 20 years old and you're starting your business and, and, you know, talk about an infusion of cash. I mean, come on. So I, uh, I called John up and I said, yeah, if you want, it's fine. So he literally flies out and is going to drive the snake back. So he flies out, rents a car, comes to my house, $25,000 in cash, not a check, cash money. That's frigging ridiculous picks up picks up the snake uh drives back i you know and i always kind of regretted 
you know, selling that snake. I, I, the money was, was too good not to, but, uh, but it, it was a way for me to really, I mean, I put that money into investing in other snakes and growing my business and stuff like that. And, uh, ironically enough, we, we have a vlog coming that tells a story about the same year yeah. on the same countertop. Uh, cause for whatever reason, my kitchen countertop, I mean, what a way to correct <laughs> Ooh, I used You guys to want my, eggs and bacon? <laughs> I used to always take my snakes to the, the countertop to look at them. And that's uh, like within a week or two of, of, of hatching the pie on the exact same spot of the countertop, I opened the uh, black albino black rat clutch and there's a two headed albino black rat snake that ultimately, if you guys in the next day or so, you'll hear, see a vlog about that. Uh, we talk about, you know, two headed snakes and stuff like that. And I tell the story, but anyways, uh, that's not what that's about. Um, <laughs> So John buys it, and, and ironically enough, you know, he he bred it in, in like eight months. Wow. So he, he made a shit ton of money because hats were 25 a pair, and, and, and he produced, I mean, this male got up to size bread in eight months. Within a year, he had produced a whole shitload of hats, and he, he did really, really well with the project. And then the thing that was so great was, of course, like all projects, you know, they go up and they come down, you know, so pies were coming down. So I think like six or seven years later, John called me up, and he sold me that mail back for five grand. No you way. Know, so I, really? I bought that mail back and I had that mail for 15, 18 years. Wow. You know I mean? Uh, um, you know, I mean, maybe even longer. I don't know. It was, it was like my, my pet mail. I mean, I bred it obviously, but, but so it was cool that it lived the majority of its life with me after producing it. So, uh, the point is, is that, and again, this was no bash on Pete at all. Cause like I said, I mean, it, you know, I, I think Pete was just in no position at the time to want to do something for me for, you know, he had just uh, was overcoming a, a massive IBD where it wiped out almost all his bones. Yeah, he yeah. probably lost millions of dollars. And like I said, it didn't affect our friendship. It didn't affect, this was the way it was, you know, did it suck? Would I have done that to somebody? No. And, and I've told people that experience really has dictated how I've dealt with a lot of customers over the last yeah, I remember years. when I first started working here, you actually told me this story yeah. because of that. You were you were talking about customer service and stuff yeah, like that. I've, yeah, I've had people buy an animal, and six months later, the animal die, and, and 99% of the time, I'll replace the animal. Uh, six months later, obviously, after six months, it's not my fault that an animal dies, but I knew how it felt, and it felt so bad that I've typically taken that path. That doesn't mean every time we're going to replace something after six months. I want people to be like, oh, I'm going I'm to buy it. Yeah, oh, yep, died. But, uh, yep. but, but most of the time, I want people to not feel the way I felt when I lost that snake, right. you know? Um, but it also kind of, the reason I told the story and then we'll jump into some super chats is that I wanted to talk about the stick to the perseverance, the fact that I could have just eaten that money and walked away from it. Um, and just have to pay my stepdad back or father-in-law, yeah. I'm sorry, father-in-law back, um, somehow. Uh, it, but instead I rolled the dice again in, in that, that dice roll, you know, made me that money back. And by the way, made other pides down the road too. You know, I mean, that was the first pied I produced, but I produced many more pides from that pair after down the road too. So, uh, so it, it turned out to be a really great investment. And sometimes and, you got to take that, that big risk and maybe yeah. another bigger risk, even if it feels uncomfortable to, to yeah. do something that's a little bit more, you know, yeah. impressive. And I think right? that that's been kind of the tale of my career to be totally honest yeah. with you is, is typically, you know, there's very few things. It's weirdly enough. I don't know why this is the case, but it's weird that there were, haven't been a lot of things that myself and Lori have done that have been successful right off the rip. Usually it's been kind of like, try it, 
fail, try again, succeed, or maybe yeah. try again three times. Fix, and fix, then, fix, yeah. yeah. And, and that's usually how my career has went. It's kind of been like a, this, like, you know, one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, yeah. one step back, two steps back. You know, it's like that's kind of how it goes, and, and, and they just want to let you go. So let's jump into a couple Super Chats after that nice uh, story. Yeah, you got it. And like I said, I'll look forward to talking to Pete, and I'm sure that he probably doesn't even remember that story like most people don't. Some of my favorite reptile world stories have his name in it, so I'm sure. Well, he's, he's got some yeah, crazy ones and, and and i would love to hopefully i can get pete on the podcast here in the future that'd be dope because i mean he's got stories for days and 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 really is a a pretty you know i mean obviously that situation wasn't great but he's still someone that i have utmost respect for and and um and and you know really hope i'm sad that he's not very involved in the reptile hobby these days because he really did bring a tremendous amount and a very very unbelievably talented boa breeder as a matter of fact i'll tell you guys a story if we run out of super chats down the road about the albino boas and the first albino boas that yeah. were ever produced by pete call so if we if we if we have time today we'll do it if not we'll do this i'll, I'll put it week. and i'll put it on the uh my docket so yeah, that we yeah. remember it uh mike the jeweler guy <laughs> got stuck at work for the pos- uh past few podcasts glad to catch this one hope you guys are doing well Thanks, Mike. It's always good to hear from you, brother. I appreciate you, man, and can't wait till this uh, this crap is over and you can get your butt back out here and we can hang out proper, man. Make me a dope medallion for a chain yeah, or something. Right. That'd we be need, tight. A, we we need some that. bling, baby. We need some bling, bling. <laughs> Dude, uh, Ben Walker says, have you ever dealt with body inclusion disease? I had I it just, run... Th- I, I, ironically enough, I just was talking about it, yeah, right? Yeah. I just, that's what I was just talking about with, uh, with Pete. Uh, I have personally never dealt with I- IBD or inclusion body disease, uh, thankfully, because it's an unbelievable. Did he say he just had it? Yeah, he said, I had it run through my ball python collection and lost half my breeders last year. I'm over wow. it now, but I want to do everything I can to prevent it. Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's an interesting virus and it's an incurable virus. Uh, it's an interesting virus because it, 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 it's not a good virus outside of boa constrictors, right? Boa constrictors can be carriers and hold on to the IBD virus for a lifetime and, and be wow. asymptomatic. Uh, outside of boas, if it hits a ball python collection, for instance, it's radical and it kills all your animals within a very, very short period of time. So the good news and bad news is, is that it's, it, it, it kills itself off. Right? Yeah. The virus is so rampant and it's so deadly that a python catches that virus and literally will be dead within usually a month or two. Wow. Uh, so, so it's, it's, it's the, the, the good news of, from a python standpoint is you can isolate the collection and, and, and it will be out of your collection within a pretty small, short period of time. The only way it transfers is through fluid, so breeding, mites, uh, and that Sal- type of thing. Saliva? Uh, I don't I'm, even know if saliva. More it, like it's blood, possible. sexual fluids. I yeah. believe it's blood, sexual fluids. Uh, um, so it, it, so I'm sorry you lost your animals. It's it's horrible. And uh, But IBD is definitely, it's weird. You're the first person I've heard have IBD in years. Yeah, it's funny because he actually mentioned that before we even started talking about IBD. That's the crazy part. Yeah, that's the weird thing. It's just, it's not very common. Back, you know, like I said, in the the early to mid 90s, it was a pretty prevalent thing. And a lot of people, Pete Call lost almost his entire collection to IBD. Um, But fortunately, it never hit his ball pythons, but his boa, he had a massive boa collection that was worth millions and millions of dollars. This is when albino boas were still $7,500, $10,000 a piece. And he had, 90% 90% of them in the world. Wow, yeah. And, and he wiped out like three quarters of his adult boas from IBD. 
you know, yeah, so, so, and it came in, I, I think it came in from an aneuthristic boa, which was again, very rare. So he was looking to produce the first snow boas. And I think he bred his albino male to his snow or to the angry female to get this. And next, thing you know, of course he put the male in with other females, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Next thing you know, like his whole collection was dying off, you know, and it's a horrible, horrible disease. Um, and again, Elliot, that problem, yeah, again yeah. Elliot Jacobson is the one that did the, the research, the pathology on all of them. And uh, ultimately came up with the, the, the test that you can test for IBD. Wow. Yeah, so, um, so yeah. So, so single out your problem and probably try to keep everything away from that. Yeah. Right? If you ever have any symptoms of IBD, uh, isolation is everything. But, but again, you know, it's, it's, it's not common these days. And most of the time, that's why we're very cautious with boas is because boas are what is the is the carrier of yeah, IBD the, and without um, symptoms? Yeah, you too. can have yeah you can have a, a boa that its whole life is is completely normal, yet it's carrying and spreading IBD. So uh, again, you know, make sure your vectors like mites are taken care of, and make sure that um, you keep your boas and pythons separate. Sweet, uh, Mac Lorenzo threw five dollars just for love. He's rolling the chat. What's up, man? Thanks, Mac. I appreciate you, man. Love you, brother. Uh, Jeff Schultz says, uh, "Jay, I message. I'm the one that messaged you about the albino berm on IG. Everything is going as planned for breeding, and I'll keep in touch." Brian, have you um, have you seen pied burmese? What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I yeah, I've seen pied burmese, and I love pied burmese. Um, you know, I mean, I yeah, I'm not. I, 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 I wouldn't, I'm not a buyer at this point, you know, I mean, I, I, I could see pied berm being in my future for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, not at this stage. I, I just don't play, it's an investment animal right now. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't really play that hard in the investment animal. Yeah, we'd want it as days. a pet. Almost, yeah. We want yeah. it as a pet. I don't want to breed a berm ever again, ever, yeah. you know? So, uh, the berms I get, I want as pets and, and it's just doesn't make, you know, sense for me to pay $7,500 for a pet high Burmese python. Yeah. Now I'll pay $7,500 for the right animal, you know, that, that I, as a pet, yeah, yeah. uh, but, but that's not it right now. And that doesn't mean anything, uh, against that project because as an investment, uh, I'm sure there's gonna, it's gonna, people are going to line up to buy those for a long, long time for investment sake. It's just not for me yet, but they are absolutely They're gorgeous. gorgeous yeah. 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 They're more, more typical of what you would think a pied ball python is in a Burmese, whereas the pied retics didn't start that way. Now through selective breeding, Kevin and, and Jay at Prehistoric have done a really good job of making the pied retics look more like pied ball pythons now. Yeah. But the original pied retics were more like sides were white. Like almost like a the pied side uh, corns yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and through selective breeding, they've kind of brought that white out that makes them look really cool. Uh, but uh, the, the mm. pied, pied berms are much more analogous to, uh, to Normal a pied, pied, yeah. to a pied ball ball which is, is they're they're beautiful uh not a big fan of the albino pies as much i think you're taken away from the the beauty of the contrast but, i agree but uh, i think uh that's going to be the interesting thing maybe a pied dream burmese might be really interesting pied labyrinths might be really interesting um yeah there's a lot of potential with the pied stuff down the road but uh, i'm not i'm just not a player in that world right now sharon says hey brian and jay just sending some positive vibes your way hey thank you sharon i appreciate you always 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 uh, Eve says, what happened to Lucy's babies from years ago? That's it's funny. It's funny you say that because we literally were playing with one of them today, uh, ironically enough. Huge. So, so we <laughs> only, yeah, we only kept one. We kept one. Uh, well, I kept two, to be honest with you. But I, I sent one to a friend of mine to raise up. And I haven't really heard much feedback in the last few months of how it's doing. Um, 
I'm assuming it's doing well because it has been. And the deal was, you know, he wanted a retick, but he was like, I don't want one long term. I'd like to raise one up for a couple of years. And once it gets to, you know, 10, 12 foot, you can have it back. And I was like, yeah, let's just take one. You know, that'd be great. And so that'll come back to us at some point. Uh, and then the one we kept, of course, uh, are the only two that I kept, both females, both what they were, Citron Tigers, actually. So uh, very, very cool, very and very docile, too, which yeah. is, is, is unlike, uh, you know, her temperament didn't pass down. But again, we've talked about, F generations, right? Every time you get into another generation captive, it becomes a little bit more domesticated. So, um, so yeah, very cool. And we'll get an update for you on, on the vlog. They're beautiful, beautiful snakes. All right. Let me see what's up next. What's up next? What's up next, fam? Keep those super chats coming. Uh, Megan Bjork says, uh, thank you for creating the content. Came across your channel maybe two months ago and been to watch the, uh, almost all of your videos at this point. She actually came back to and said, my six year old daughter and I are hooked. She reminds me daily. You're my morning uploads. Mom Uh snakes. She is begging (laughs) me to visit you guys. Well, first off, tell your daughter. I said, hi, secondly, please come visit us, especially, I mean, we're open now. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, right as we speak, like literally uh, now upstairs, there's, uh, there's, you know, 35 people. Again, we, we limit to 35 people an hour. Um, it's been going good. I mean, we're sold out almost uh, all the time, uh, which is great. So, you know, when you come out, of course you can do tours and, and private events too. So, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate everyone that supports us. It's been, uh, uh, I, I, you know, knock on wood and in, 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 in all the non-jinxing things I can do. I've talked about how we typically have done things and, and they haven't worked. And then we've had to redo things, uh, with the exception of, COVID, uh, the Reptarium work from day one, which was the only thing I think, and myself <laughs> and Lori have started so many businesses. Even this podcast is a, an yeah. example of like how it's, it's, it's going well, but it's not going like I talked to my manager, uh, two days ago and I said, Hey, where do you think we are as far as maybe, you know, cause a lot of podcasts will get sponsors like, Hey, this podcast brought to you by Raycon or whatever the case is. And, and he told me, he's like, yeah, you guys need to grow at least, you know, probably five to 10 times the size you are right now before we can bring on any sponsors Interesting. of any significance. So, um, so the podcast, although we love it, and, and I do still believe in it, I believe it's And gonna, we'll work you know, it regardless. Yeah, we'll, we'll continue to work it hard because we, and I love doing it, quite frankly, too. But uh, but this is a, an example of how most of my business ventures work. And like they start, they're, they, they are either mildly successful or a failure, and then sometimes become a success down the road, something like that. So the Reptarium was one of the few things that, well, what's the only thing that we've ever done that was a success from the minute we opened. Um, and then of course we had the speed bump with, with COVID and, and, and have continued to deal with some limitations, but, uh, but it's going very well. So, so please come out and visit us. Timothy says, any tips on breeding yellow anacondas? I heard you used to work with them. I, did, uh, yeah. I also thank you for talking about anxiety inspires me to work on my anxiety harder. Well, good. And, and, and interestingly enough, the, the last couple of days, I haven't felt quite as good as I had for the last month and a half or so, yeah. two months. So uh, I'm still working too. You know, I mean, we, we, you know, today was a little bit of an off day. Uh, yesterday, I didn't feel too terribly bad. The day before, I felt horrible. Um, but today hasn't been good. But but I'm excited to spend some time with you guys and, and get my mind off it. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, so we bred yellow anacondas for a number of years, they're really quite simple, to be honest with you. I mean, you literally just cool them down just slightly, uh, and you put them together in, in October, November, December uh, with yellows. Greens can sometimes breed in the spring as well, and maybe yellows could too. We just always bred them in October, November, December, and we had them for probably maybe five years, and uh, and we bred them every single year. Ironically enough, I say one of the best investments I ever made 
uh, from a percentage standpoint, was my first yellow anaconda. I was at the Columbus, Ohio Reptile Show, and this guy came up to me with this big old Ben. He's like, hey, I've got a gravid yellow anaconda. He said, I bred her last year. She produced 20 babies. I bred her again this year, but I just, I'm moving. I have to get rid of her. And I'm like, well, what do you want for her? He said, I'll take a hundred bucks. <laughs> and I said, really? And I said, sure, why not? I bought her for a hundred dollars, took her home. Five days later, she had 23 babies. What? I sold those babies for like 200 bucks a piece. So I always say from a hundred dollars to $5,000 in a week was, uh, was one of my best investments. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, and that was really the, the first, um, uh, female yellow anaconda. Then I ended up buying, I think a trio from another guy. Uh, and then the next year bred all the four of them. And then I think at one point we had maybe three or four females and every year we'd produce, I mean, they were super simple to breed. I have never bred green anacondas. I hear they're harder. Um, huh. and, and we'll see if we, if we get luck with ours this year or next year, whenever it happens to be. But, uh, but I don't think you'll have, if you breed yellows, you will, you shouldn't have any problem. They're pretty simple. And speaking of anacondas, Pat Greiser says, uh, hi, Brian, still job hunting, not giving up. Oh, gosh. Love seeing Aries and Ivy. Uh, well, Pat, I didn't, you know, I hope that you will get, uh, the, the dream job yeah. and, and don't give up. I mean, it's a little bit difficult these days, you know, because there's some limitations obviously. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm sure you will find what you're looking for and I'll be sending all the positive energy I can your way. Same, same, Pat. Good luck with that. Because you're always great to us. Uh, Becky Gallant says, love your solo slash J podcast. Sending ah, love. Solo J. J Solo. Oh, it's, it's almost like, like Han Solo, Solo but J Solo. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for coming. You know, in I think with it's us. it's a uh, it's you know listen. It's an opportunity for me to number one answer questions. I do want to talk to you guys about something a little bit later about <gasps> answering questions. Yeah. Uh, so as we get through the super chats and stuff like that, there's I have a, a an idea that ironically enough. I, if you guys don't know by now, I'm an idea guy. Who, you? Yeah, I've always uh, said I'm a tornado, a creative tornado, and um, that's how I classify myself. <laughs> so I actually had this idea probably four years ago, and, and now I'm thinking about bringing the idea back, but I won't talk about that yet. You guys are going to get a sneak um, peek. You'll get a sneak peek of a of, of business venture that I'm considering. Uh, haven't talked to Lori about it yet, so <laughs> uh, so we'll see how she does. And it's it's really more of a technology uh wouldn't be really involved. Yeah, as it wouldn't far be a real involved effort. thing. Effort, it just, but the technology that we'd have to build out would be not uh, un hard. Just have to find the right people, probably right. Have to partner up, and maybe as I tell you guys this story later on in, help. in the podcast, someone can help me out. With yeah, because really, you got to think. Like, I mean, it's not, it's nothing crazy. I mean, no, it's, it's, it would it's, be just it's, like it's, almost like a messaging system, really. Yeah, more or less. I mean, you know? I, there's probably going to have to be an app and a website yes. that is, is is together and and uh, pretty simple. Other than that, and it's stuff that's kind of again when I thought of this, and and I know you guys are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Don't worry but, about uh, it, uh, but. I'll tell you guys in a little bit. Uh, when I thought of this, a lot of the, the the apps that are popular that are doing similar things in a way weren't around. So now there's kind of like, it's similar to some things that are happening, you know, and it, it makes sense, but it's now it'd be more reptile centric. I'll tell you guys about that when we're done with Super Chats. <laughs> uh, Taylor Jordan says, hi from Maine. 2021 goal is to visit You Guys Are My Idols. Well, that's awesome. And we're talking about coming to Maine. Yes, so, I want to uh, go so bad. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, Jay is now been, how many states have you been to? I have eight more to go, so eight 42. More, 42 states. I've been to 49 states, so I've been to Maine before. But I've thought about, you know, hitting some states that Jay hasn't been to. Uh, we want to all get to yeah. the same spot, so our, all of our last state is Alaska. Is Alaska, yeah. It would be great if all of our last how states cool would Alaska be? and then we make one big Alaska trip and 
and uh, yeah, so so we'll probably do Maine this summer if the world allows it. Yeah, I'm gonna hit Acadia. Um, that place is you'll lose it, Brian. That place yeah, is beautiful. Yeah, and get some crabs, some crab cakes. I mean, I'm not talking about to eat. <laughs> oh, you know I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to fool around a little bit. I, I hear there's a lot of crabs up there in the old Maine. Uh, oh no, shit! No, uh, Callum says hi, Brian. My favorite snakes are boas. I have two emerald tree boas, mm. and for Britain, that is super rare. Wow. Uh, cupcake is amazing. I want her. Would you get? Uh, Timor monitors, Timor monitors, oh, Timor monitors, Timor. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like Timors. I mean, I, I I'm a monitor guy. I love Same monitors, and, and Timors are really cool. You know, real pretty monitors. I'll look them up real quick. Uh, I've yeah, never seen can, them you before. You can punch them up really quick. They're beautiful, real speckly. You know, very beautiful. Not a giant, but a, a decent size monitor. Argus monitor so size, a, or yeah, like Argus monitor size, exactly. You're, you know, like you know, so they're 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 but they're very beautiful. I mean, really pretty animals. Um, oh wow, yeah. Almost yeah, like so, a diamond python. Yeah, very, but yeah, lots as a and lots of patterns. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, they're really pretty. So yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't roll out teamers, you know for sure. And and good luck with the it's boas the over there in, the, in the UK. Uh, you know, the, hopefully you can produce some emeralds. I mean, yeah, you got emeralds. That's awesome, dude. Congrats! Yeah, they're, they're, I would, uh, yeah, it's a bucket list for yeah, me. They're beautiful. Definitely, really beautiful. Callum says hi, Brian. My favorite. Oh. I just read that one to you. Isn't that Darn crazy? It, Callum. Callum, you got a double shout out for your double bro. shout out for you. Uh, let roses burn. Uh, ah. She threw $20 and said, when you talk about the legends, uh, I've never heard you talk about Bill Love. Bill Love. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I remember reading his books and articles when I was a kid. Yeah. Was he more on the educational side, but not really a breeder per se? Just wondered. No, you know, and, and, and first off, Thank you always, Let Roses Burn. You've always been so, so great to us. Um, now, Bill Love was... So, Bill Love used to run a place called Glades, okay? Which, ironically enough, Robbie Kezzy now has. No, so, really? So, the property that Robbie Kezzy's on is actually was Glades Herp, wow. okay? So, that was so Bill was down in... in uh, uh, and I got to tell this quick Bill story. Yes, please This is a do. great Bill story. So, Bill and Kathy, his wife... Uh, Ran a wholesaler first, then really became really big into colubrids, you know, like colubrid breeding. Yeah. And uh, and they ended up getting rid of glades to Robbie Kezzy and Rod, Rob Roy. Um, and they went into just breeding corns and kings and milks. And, and they were the first one that produced the hypo um, uh, Honduran milk snakes. They, okay. they called them dream I think tangerine dreams is what they originally called them and then realized it was actually a genetic mutation. And and they did it for a long time. Now they are our guess where they are. Where? Arizona. Oh, uh, where, oh, where, where, where they all, all the herpers where go. Where all the herpers go when they're old, you know. But uh, I but, love that. But the story I love about Bill is that uh, he he went up to do the CRB, the Canadian Reptile Breeders Expo, uh, several years ago, six, seven, eight years ago, something like that. And Grant uh, Crossman, who runs the expo, flew him up uh, to do it. And uh, so this is crazy. It's crazy. So he literally <laughs> flies up to Canada, does the show does the whole show grant drops him off at the airport and two days later gets a call from kathy his wife do you know if bill's get when is he i thought he was coming home two days ago <laughs> and and Grant's like well i dropped him off at the airport and, and literally so grant investigates and he got arrested at the airport what now get this he flew into canada oh i've heard this customs <laughs> and he had a gun in his fucking backpack. Yeah. Now, what it is, is I guess he, he they live in Arizona by the, the border of Mexico. And I guess they would make frequent trips into Mexico 
weirdly enough, I guess it's okay to drive across the border with a gun, uh, but he <laughs> did this to, as protection in to going into Mexico. Of course, you're not supposed to go into Mexico or back either way with a gun, but I guess they, they're pretty loose there, and he used to just keep it. And I guess when he left to go to to, uh, to Toronto, he forgot that he had the gun in his backpack. Christ, Somehow dude. got through customs, U.S. customs and, and Canadian customs, got in there, but when he got back, he got they obviously flagged him, <laughs> threw him in jail. That's so mean. And, uh, and, and so for a couple of days, he was in jail, not getting a phone call, I guess, because he's in Canada. And, and I guess that's not his right or whatever. I have no idea. So Grant and a couple other people were able to, you know, get him into court. It took several days, but he ended up getting into court and, and explaining the situation. And then they extradited him back to America. And now he can no longer go to Canada ever again. That's he's so beat, dude. So, uh, so there's my Bill love story. But he, Bill's a really good dude. Kathy's really beautiful. I mean, she's a beautiful human being as well. Um, they're both just really great people. And I should talk about Bill and Kathy more because they they were legends. And I would love to one day get Bill or Kathy or both of them on the podcast because they are truly legends. And, and again, like you said, wrote a lot of books. And uh, now he's really big into photography. That's like his thing. Uh, I don't even know if they keep reptiles anymore. I think he just wow. does like herping and, and does photography and that's it. And they're retired out in Arizona. That's so cool, man. And that's beat yeah. because whoever yeah. didn't find that gun yeah. first should not be allowed back in Canada either. Because yeah, I mean that's he, crazy. He got through the Canadian, I've gotten customers. through with a pocket knife and yeah. uh, not on purpose, obviously. And Tito's when he was here got through with a box cutter, dude. Oh what are you talking Jesus. about? How does that happen? How does it even happen? And, and I don't know if this was like. I mean, I know I said that this was. Yeah, yeah, it ha it was definitely after nine eleven, hundred percent after nine eleven, because the CRB wasn't even around during nine eleven. Yeah, right. So, uh, so yeah, it's crazy, crazy. that after nine eleven, you were able to fly out of <laughs> with this a country with a gun without knowing it. it. Similarly enough, Pete Call had the exact same thing happen with a uh, a, a a big knife. No, but really, the, but he actually did get caught, uh, and uh, and and it's going to the CRBE. <laughs> the same That's exact so crazy. thing and he got caught and uh he i remember him showing up you know i was there friday i went used to go every year because i drive up it's only a three hour drive and i remember he was supposed to be there and he showed up saturday afternoon they detained <laughs> him overnight and he said that they strip searched him strip searched him body cavity searched him no. and said he was going to jail for 20 years oh shoot and, and finally they kept him for like 24 hours and then released him because they they realized it was just you know like a mistake yeah i mean they after pressuring him into saying what were you gonna do and not it just turned out like i was mistake. gonna so, go to this snake yeah. thing so how weird is that right i mean both to crb yeah weird man yeah. uh Harry says, hey, Brian, what do you think about the idea of Lori having a night where she interviews some female breeders or even the wives of some breeders? Uh, so I think that Lori could potentially do a podcast. Um, I think there'd be zero chance she would be interested in zero. Doing, a, a, doing anything to do with <laughs> reptiles. Yeah. Um, although she has a, a vast amount of knowledge. And I don't think that it would be out of the realm of possibility that women of reptiles could be on her podcast right right uh but i don't think it would be reptile centric reptile centric i think that she could bring in because she's friends with a lot of women in the reptile world i could see her bringing in people and and just chatting about maybe what it's like to be married to someone but i don't think she'd be bringing on like let's say uh, a woman that was really into reptiles that just wanted to talk about reptiles i think that that wouldn't happen but i think it could be interesting uh, and not out completely outside the realm of possibility that she could bring in 
say Amy Mack of John Mack or, 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 or MJ's wife or, you know, the, the on, you know, on and on and on, you know, you get into right. reptile people, maybe Miguel's wife, turtle, you know, uh, and then, you know, have fun drinking wine, telling stories about what it's like to be married to reptile freaks or something like that. that and I think that could be an interesting podcast. Would she do it? I don't know. That's up to her. That's her, her thing. Uh, she's talked about it. You know, people may not realize this, but the whole start of the podcast was because Lori wanted to start a podcast. Right. And now, here we are a year into the podcast and she, she hasn't done a podcast yet. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know that she wants to just, we were talking about it earlier today, excuse me. Uh, and, and the biggest problem I think in our life right now is that there's just not a lot of room left. You know what I mean? Like we're pretty packed. I mean, you know, like, you know, Monday, I'm, I, you know, we, we work Monday and then, you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm not home till eight, you know, because of some appointments, I'm not home till after eight o'clock on Monday. Tuesday's a light day. Wednesday is checking in podcast. So we don't get into, done. Don't get home till eight o'clock Thursday, uh, lighter day, lighter sometimes. day, but I'm still not home usually till six, seven o'clock at night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're here late. And then Monday starts over again. So where would Lori's podcast be? When could we squeeze it in? And would we want to sacrifice maybe the two, you know, days that we have a little bit of time at night? Um, so, so we're really busy people. I don't know. I mean, I think you guys understand that, but I don't think most people understand how busy we are unless they, they really saw our schedule. It's pretty insane, you know? So, uh, so maybe one day we'll see what happens. Yeah, it is outrageous. So yeah, hopefully maybe one day. <laughs> um, let me see what I got next. Um, Nick says, hello from Canada. He hey. said, do you throw in live bait? But I'm guessing he meant like live food. Right. Uh, so we try not to feed live when we don't have to, but I also do feed live to a lot of our ball pythons. Um, and, 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 and if they feed frozen, we're going to feed them frozen. But uh, to be successful with ball pythons, it's very difficult to feed just frozen, to be totally honest yep. with you, uh, because it's about food. They go off of food a lot, and it's hard to entice them to keep going when you have a larger collection of ball pythons. So it's easier to feed live. Other than that, I, I still, you know, like the reptarium, 99% of the animals eat frozen. Eat frozen yeah. uh, very few eat live. Um and, and even BHB, the majority of them eat frozen. So I, I'd always prefer frozen over live if I possibly can. But uh, but I also would prefer my snake to eat over not eating. So I, I will will feed live if I have to. Josh at Pale Scales says uh, nice. two weeks ago a, uh, a new snake for my collection. Un I got a new snake for my collection. Unfortunately, he has developed an RI. Mm. Now I have to give him injections. Do you have any advice for a first timer? I wish I knew what type of snake it is. Um, if it's a ball python, if you could put that down in the comments below, you don't have to super chat it. Yeah, just, I don't have to super chat. If it's a we'll ball python, it. you know, it's a little bit more scary to be totally honest with you. Um, you know, or, or for that matter, a, a green tree python and maybe even a carpet python. Those three animals have, uh, the highest amount of nidovirus. Okay. And nidovirus is a, a virus that is the secondary infection is usually respiratory. And that becomes a very big issue. Now, if you have respiratory and a lot of other snakes, uh, and we're going to talk about this in the next couple of days, actually, in the vlog, um, you know, raising the temperature, making sure your humidity is right, so on like that is all great things. Now, when you do give ingestion, say, whether it's Fortaz, Amicacin, Batril, uh, those can, can you know, boost the, the immune system and kill off bacteria if it's not a secondary infection from some viral infection like NIDO. If it is a ball python, um, 
it's it's a little bit more scary. I, I would still treat it. I would still check temperatures. I would still do all those things because you never know if it's going to be all right. But uh, but uh, I, you know, you can look up Nido virus and uh, for pretty cheap. I think uh, 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 Pia and Co- Cody down in Florida are doing Nido tests where I think it's maybe just like a, a scale snip or something like that, maybe a swab, uh, and it's like seventy five dollars or something like that, maybe even cheaper. Um, and you can get your animal checked to see if it has NIDO. And if it does, then eh, it's a tough, it's a tough road. You know, I mean, there's no cure for NIDO. So, uh, but hopefully that's not the case. Don't give up on it. Keep, uh, uh, you said it's a banana ball Python. Yeah. yeah, That'd be a hard one. So it's, I mean, I will say I have, uh, just to give some shimmer of light. I have ball Python. Parthenax is my first animal. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I got him, he had an RI, uh, did the injections. He healed. Yep. He didn't eat food for eight months. Yeah. And he was very skinny and very, yep. you know, very, very poorly off. But he's still alive today, and he's honestly one of my best snakes. He yep. eats all the time now, so yeah. hang in there. Well, yeah, but. and I would never want to tell you that there's lost hope. I no, mean, of but, course but, not. But if 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 it if it's a if it's Nido, on, it's yeah. Nido, you're in trouble. Uh, and it's pretty simple to get that checked out. Yeah, you know, do. and it's just maybe for your peace of mind, you know, you can check that out. And then uh, if it's not, then you just treat it and it gets better and it may never get sick again. Yeah, you know, and, so. that, and hopefully yeah. that's the case, yeah, man. So I really... I'll be hoping that for you too. Um, next up is Sarah Jane. That's that's awesome. Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane. Uh, Brian. There's a, there's a tools or a uh, uh, stain song. Is there? Named Sarah Jane. One of my best friends is named Sarah Jane. Look at that. Uh, It says, Brian, please, please help me out. My son lost a Matilda plushie. Uh, Emails aren't going through, and the website's trying to charge me $100,000 for shipping to the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Please email help replace. He's so upset. Matilda plushie. Why would that be? You must be doing something different because we do ship Matilda plushies there. The reason why the website will say $100,000 for shipping is that when, when it's... It's a live animal. Uh, so definitely email sales at BHB Reptiles. Just do that one rather than Reptarium. If you go sales to bhbreptiles.com, it goes to Beth, and Beth will 100% take care of you, and we will get you taken care of 100%. Don't worry about it. But I think it's just maybe some glitch on your end with the website because we do that with international shipments. A lot of times people will try to buy a snake internationally and we yeah. don't ship international because you need permits and all Smart. kinds of other stuff. And so we just have the shipping is like a hundred thousand dollars. It's just unfortunate the way our website works. There's no way for us to say, sorry, we don't ship to you. Yeah. We just say, Hey, you, you know, just kind of, you know. you're not going to pay a hundred grand. And, and I will say that even to this day, we've never had someone pay a hundred grand. <laughs> now, and, and if for some reason you do want to ship a snake for a hundred, I'll ship you one for a hundred. <laughs> I'll figure the permits I'll figure out. out the permits out. But uh, <laughs> we used to export for years and years and years. I mean, we were one of the first companies that did the exporting. Um, we just don't do it anymore because we sell everything here and it's much easier uh, for us to do. Perfect. But, but we will help you. Sales at BHB Reptiles. Krista Richard says, hey, Brian, I went from being very afraid of snakes to loving ball pythons, awesome. and I got my banana spinner about four years ago, and he's awesome. Thanks for the great content. That's great. And, Beautiful and, and snake, and I, too. I, yeah, it's great snake, and I love those uh, these comments because that's what, you know, really gets me up in the morning, right? Oh, is, yeah. is to try to get people, you know, whether it's here at the Reptarium, via YouTube, or whatever platform, we really uh, just want people to love these animals. I mean, this they're, they're everything to me, right? So, I so it means a lot. Blue Salad said, uh, have you Salad. ever heard of Brian Katie? Or Byron Katie, actually. My bad. She has an amazing method of questioning your thoughts. Whenever anyone has a problem, I send them to her. Byron? 
Byron Katie. Katie. K-A-T-I-E. I, I will look that up. I have not heard. So uh, um, thanks for the info. You know, but I'm, I'm a big uh, person that believes in self-help, you know, books and, and videos and Teachings. everything else. So, uh, so yeah, I, I could probably use it. Cause like I said, I've had a little bit of a off couple days, which is, it's always disappointing, right? Because it, it feels like you're making so much progress for a period of yeah. time and you're doing better. And then all of a sudden when you take a step back, it makes you feel like, Oh my gosh, you know, am I ever going to be better again? And, and now, you know, with that in, in, in perspective, you know, uh, Tuesday, I had one of my best days I've had. I yeah. mean, I had a great day on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday was an okay day. Thursday started to fall off a little bit. You know, well, not a little bit. I had a really bad day Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. And and then uh, Friday was a little bit better. And then today's not so good again. So uh, so I'll, I'll look that up. But I, you know, listen, I, I'll I'll be okay. I'm going to get through it. I'm going. You get are, it and you're going to be 100 percent better, baby. Yeah, we will. I mean, it's just it just when you take steps back, it, it does it does. It, well, it feels it, like it, a bigger step it too, does right? Feel, yeah, it does. And and but uh, but I'll be okay. And uh, and. And I want to continue to keep inspiring people uh, to be okay because a lot of people, hey, we're living in a scary time, man. I mean, you know? the craziest, yeah, I mean, not, yeah, especially in time, America, yeah. especially in America. I mean, we not only have what's going on with the global pandemic, but we also have this crazy election Bipartisan slash, bullshit. you know, weird stuff. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. People storming the capitals. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it I mean, feels it's, like it's, we're it's, in a different yeah, world. It's, like, it's, it's wild. It's a very un, unnerving time to, to live. So, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll all be okay. We'll pull through together guys. Yeah, And we're going to celebrate like no other man. I mean, you know, <laughs> you like, kidding, 2021 bro. is going to be, the start of the roaring 20s, I, I promise I know, because I'm done with the boring 20s right yeah, now, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah we got uh, it. Maria's uh, Phil, Philimoff, uh says, Hi, Brian and Jay. How are you guys doing? Uh, wanted to say hi, show love and support. How's your weather and temperatures? We're in the 30s up here. Brr. I wonder where up there is. We... Um, we had a beautiful day today. We saw something that we didn't know what it was. We I still like, have no we're idea. Like, what is that yellow thing that is super glow, is glowing in the sky? Um, it's hot. <laughs> it's warm. It's warm. That gives life. The, my ancestors uh, talked about this. <laughs> so we've been really gloomy this year. You know, like really more gloomy. than normal. More than yeah. Last year was. I mean, mo most years. This is one of the gloomiest winters I can remember. Today was a really nice day. It was. Not a hundred percent clear skies, but like beautiful most, clouds, most, mostly clear skies and sun. And we were about forty, low forties. So, so yeah. we're beautiful. Uh, it's been a decent, decent winter so far. We've had snow and we've had no snow. So, yeah, literally, yeah. it'll snow, guys, like twice, three times a week. But then the snow's gone within forty-five yeah. minutes. It's yeah, crazy. Like, I, you know, the, the la not saying what the next two months is going to bring because we never know what's going to happen. But, um, but the last eight or nine years here in this part of Michigan, in the Detroit area, um, probably 80% of the winter, there's no snow on the ground at all. Yeah. You know, they, we get snow, it melts. It gets snows, it melts. It's it crazy. Snow. And so uh, it's 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 nice, really, because we do get the uh, ability to have snow. And it's cold enough to where, you know, like Mount Holly, if you're into skiing, it's just 35 minutes away from here and they have artificial snow and it's cold enough for it to stay. So you can go skiing if you Sweet. want, or you can go up North to Boyne, which is about three hours from here. And it's that that's cold enough. Go to the ice caves. Yeah. All go, that's, yeah, yeah. Ice caves, so yeah. I mean, it's kind of got, you can get, you know, like our area is usually more mild. Um, and then the rest short of the, drive. Yeah. I mean, literally yeah. within an hour and a half, two hours, you'll yeah, be you're in gonna snow. Have snow. Yeah. A hundred percent. So no weather's been good. Awesome. Uh, baby firefly oh, baby says firefly. with your anxiety, do you feel like mm -hmm. you can't get enough air when you breathe? Also, why, why don't we see you snuggling with Drogo? You're an inspiration. Uh, so we're working on Drogo that way. Uh, Drogo will snuggle with Jay and Lori real well. He doesn't snuggle with me, and that's just... Uh, 
it's just the way it is. You know, certain animals bond with certain people. Jay spends more time with Drogo. Uh, like if Dre, Jay can literally put his finger to Drogo's mouth and Drogo will lick his finger. If I get anywhere near his mouth, he tries to bite me. Yeah. Um, but I do hold him from time to time and, and he's fine. He just doesn't, isn't as comfortable with me. Um, and, uh, and yeah, when it comes to anxiety, I mean, one of the things that happens when you're anxious is, is your breathing becomes more shallow without mm. you realizing it. Right. So you have to, uh, work on trying to take deep breaths more often and you have to, it, rather than letting your, uh, instincts breathe, you have to think about your breathing more. So absolutely. Uh, when I'm anxious, uh, it feels like I'm short of breath. I'm yeah. a little bit more dizzy because I'm not taking as much oxygen in and, and uh, yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. that's no, never fun. Uh, Joe says, Hey, first time I've called the podcast live. Much love, Brian. Well, thank you, Joe, for catching it live. I hope that you'll enjoy it, and I, uh, I, I'm glad that you're a part of it, and I'm glad that all you guys are uh, not, you know, I appreciate the super chats and, 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 and listen, we appreciate the chats as well. A lot of you guys know that most of the podcasts I go back and, and, and watch the podcast just to read your comments and your, your chats. So everybody means a lot to me. It's just that we can't read every single comment, obviously in the chat. So we, uh, we, we pick out super chats. We give that an opportunity. And in, in a few minutes here, when we get closer done, I'll tell you another idea that I've been talking about earlier about how you can interact not just with me, but maybe your favorite reptile celebrity <gasps> slash reptile expert. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, Little Bogus says, love the podcast. Best way to spend my Saturday watching with my sweet ball python, George. Much love to everyone from Nebraska. Uh, well, thank you so much, Hi, George. I appreciate you and I appreciate uh, George. Yeah, George and, is the uh, man. Nebraska, of course, is uh, where... Corn's uh, from. Yeah, Mutual of Omaha. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, uh, of course the Henry Doily zoo, which is absolutely one of the most breathtaking zoos. My Instagram's blowing up right now. Uh -oh. A lot of different, uh, messages. So, uh, <laughs> wait, really? I, wonder yeah, why. I, don't, I don't know why I just, I just saw a bunch of like seven notifications in the last couple minutes, but so maybe that video is blowing up. Maybe that video is blowing up and Ooh! everyone hates it. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you suck, Brian. Um, no, working Instagram really hard right now, by the way. If you don't follow me yeah. on Instagram, go follow me over at Snake Bites TV. What are you doing? Um, it's something I've been working on really, really hard. So, yeah. Uh, Tony says, hello from Ireland. Uh, hey. Which ball python project are you most excited for this year? Um, it's got to be you know, those Lori's, yeah, yeah, right? Lori, Lori ball pythons are probably what I'm the most excited here. Uh, I, I, I love watching everyone else do stuff too. You know, I mean, there's some really amazing animals that, uh, are being produced by so many people. I mean, not just the big names, uh, even some small collections are producing stuff that is just so ridiculous. So, um, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. I mean, there really is, but for us, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, I'm excited about all our projects, but I think, you know, continuing to, to really promote and, and work on that blue lorry ball python project is is probably the thing I'm the most excited about. We've yeah. got some pretty cool stuff that we could produce this year, and I think next year it's going to be really crazy. Yeah, that's where you're going to see stuff popping off. Yeah, I think I think it'll be dude, crazy. I seen Miguel. He hatched or I got or something, but uh, it's a black pastel leopard freeway. Bro, it's one of the coolest looking snakes I've seen in a long yeah, time. It's a cool yeah. one, man. That leopard freeway, leopard highway, it, that combo uh, banger is, is really good. I just saw a vanilla cream. Uh, leopard that was really Ooh. dope as well. It was a leopard cream, uh, yellow belly leopard hat for clown, I think, which Jeez, is the dope. That's the dope. a crazy. So there's some really cool stuff out there. 
That's the thing that's weird though right now is now you're getting into like places where like there's so many genes in an animal it's hard to remember now man we gotta yeah. start making them into different things you know yeah no yeah it's 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 it, it's, a, it's out a of control fun, it's a fun time you know it's it's just exponentially I remember when you used to produce a world's first it was like everyone knew about it now there's probably 40 50, a month. 50 60 world's first produced every month and no one even knows about it you know so it's impossible to keep up but it's uh it's exciting and and, and I just hope we'll have a I mean we're, we're starting off on a good good note we had a couple of females that are really close to ovulation, which is really early for us, super early for us. So we'll have eggs probably this year, a month and a half or two months before wow. we had eggs last year. But then hopefully when we run into that June, July area, uh, we'll, we'll start really crushing clutches like we did last year. So um, I think we're on pace to, to have a very similar year than last year if, if I can continue to to focus hard on it like I am. And I'm sure I will. Yeah, because so, we, we make yeah. sure of it no matter what. Yeah, so I think it'll be good. Uh, Chris says, LOL, no crabs here in Maine. We eat lobsters. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. I didn't, I, I forgot I, that too. That's my bad, man. Dude, hey, crabs, lobsters, come lobster. on, man. Actually, lobsters are great, man. Lobsters I hear literally so you can buy like lobsters at the local gas station. Yeah, like almost um, like those Idaho potatoes. Yeah, potatoes. Uh, so I, I can't wait to get up there. And, and I know Maine in the, in the summer is beautiful. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go spend a, a day or two up there in Maine and just see some crazy stuff and eat some lobsters out on the, on the some lobster rolls, dude. The, oh. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Actually, one of my favorite lobster rolls, I'm sorry to Maine, I, I, I apologize. It was oh, actually Fisherman's Wharf in, in San Francisco has a, Ooh, a that's lobster a banger, roll though. that, oh. I'm telling you what, that place, Fisherman's Wharf is a cool place in San Francisco regardless, but you can get you know, fresh lobster rolls, like literally right oh, out of the harbor. Yeah, oh. like they just came back from the I ship. I mean, they yeah. literally, they're, they're, yeah, you can see, oh, they're good. <laughs> you could see. You could see them moving still. I was <laughs> yeah. going to say, but then I thought that was a little creepy. No, nah, that's not, that's not so creepy. No. People like their cows mooing, bro. Yeah. Uh, Megan Burke came back and said, I wish I could have videoed my daughter Zoe's reaction to you and Jay saying hi to her. Uh, she screamed and yelled cr and cried and uh, said, I love you, Brian Barczyk. Made my heart melt to make uh, her so happy. Well, it makes that's my so, heart I'm melt already to cried. even think about it. I mean, it really mm. does. And it's, you know, you guys don't understand. Uh, how humbling and how what a blessing it is to hear those things you know I mean you know we are just you know myself Jay and and, and Anthony and, and Noah, Noah and, and everyone I mean we're all just you know we're just working on things that we love and yeah. we, we're trying to make an impact on people and, and 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 spread the love of what we believe in you know and 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 sometimes you forget that you do affect people you know and and, and it's a beautiful thing and it's a special thing and it's it's something that that I don't take lightly. Yeah, no I mean, one it's would, like yeah. um it's 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 much more of an impact on me than you can possibly imagine. So I appreciate you and I appreciate your daughter so much and I really hope you guys can come visit us. I mean, you know, I think my favorite part of uh the reptarium is kids from maybe the age of three to twelve. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I agree. The, I think they're they're you know just seeing, their enthusiasm's just yeah, unmatched, it's right? It's just it's just amazing. So uh she will have a great time when you guys come and I can I can promise you that. Uh Kevin Robinson says, Hello Brian, I'm a huge fan since day one and my name is Ooh, this is a this is a different one. It's Clistia Clistia, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm using dad's phone. That's why it's under Kevin. Oh, okay. Well, if I said well, your okay. name horribly, I'm super sorry. Well, I appreciate you. It sounds like a superhero name. though. Yeah, so. Clistia. I like that. I, you know, like I said, I mean, obviously my son's name Noah, but I was, you know, 
lobbying hard to <laughs> so first off to say my daughter's name is jade yeah and and when me and Lori met literally when we before we ever even talked about having kids she had told me if i ever have a daughter it's going to be it's it's going she's going to be named jade <laughs> and uh because she read a book when she was younger and the character was jade and she just always loved that name so there was never even a conversation about my daughter's name her name was going to be jade <laughs> um Noah was a lot different, and I was I was really. What lobbying. were you pioneering for? Yeah. My my main my first one was Wacky Moon. I wanted to this be, is not a joke. This guys. is not a joke. I, I wanted that. his name to be Wacky Moon, so Wacky Moon Barcheck, and uh, I I thought that would be a really cool name. And then after that, I wanted uh, Nebuchadnezzer, uh, and and uh, Nimrod were were the dude, were the Nimrod three would have been so, so good. Nimrod dude. was a little bit of a, a stretch. I I got to imagine, but that, that but yeah, but Necromancer or whatever you said before. Nebuchadnezzer, yeah, Nebuchadnezzer, yeah, Nebuchadnezzer. What and, was uh, your old made up name? Uh, oh, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I was saying. Yeah, like. Cannibal Portrait Caller Barnum Pifnowski. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so I used to tell people when I was younger, when people would say, hey, what, you know, what's your name or whatever, I'd say, my name is Brian Cannibal Portrait Caller Caller Barnum Pifnowski. <laughs> and I knew how to spell it and ever. I forgot how to spell it now, but yeah, it was <laughs> Cannibal Portrait Caller Barnum Pifnowski. And, uh, and that's how I used to do it. I don't even know myself. how you made up. It sounds like <laughs> Cannibal Corpse, Quality Butter, and Pifnowski. Like <laughs> Puff, the, no, yeah, it's Cannibal Portrait. Cannibal Portrait. Qualler Bunner Beef. Quanner Bunner Beef? What? Nowski. Nowski. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oof. <laughs> wacky so, Moon Dick so, Trickle. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, Wacky Moon, you you can't tell me that you wouldn't remember Noah. If you met a Wacky Moon, yeah. you would oh, remember you, him forever. You yeah. Know? Oh, be, oh, you mean like, Wacky? Yeah, you'd be like, you know, graduated for 20 years. And you'd be like, I remember that kid's name, Wacky Moon, you know? Yeah. And, and you would remember him forever. Name recognition. That's, dude, all but, about branding. But, but, it's, but, all about it's all about the branding. It's all about the brand, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but Lori said no. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Phoenix said, hey, Brian, first time tuning in live. Would love to hear more stories about importing snakes out of West Africa. Yeah. Cheers from Canada. Those are my favorite, too, man. Well, I told Wild we'll, West. We'll, we'll, we'll do that maybe next week. I'll, I'll get more into some of the stories of West Africa. Yeah, Wild uh, West Africa. That's what Yeah, it was call. a really wild, it really was a wild time. Uh, so, yeah, th- why don't we do that? Next Saturday, uh, We'll just how I told the story of the pie to start the the, the vlog or the podcast, okay. uh, I'll start with uh, some some more juice on, on how West Africa really started, how things really developed over the years, and how it became uh, a place where there was no longer money to be made, you know? So crazy. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk about that next week. Mr. Simple Man says, have you ever been to the Australia Zoo? I was a big yeah. fan of Steve yeah. Irwin as a kid, yeah. so I've always loved reptiles, especially saltwater crocs. Best wishes to you all. Yeah, so I've been to Australia Zoo multiple times. Um, not every time I've been to Australia. I've been to Australia nine times. I have not been to the Australia Zoo nine times. I think I've been about four or five times. So I try to get there when I'm in Australia, in particular when I'm anywhere near Brisbane. Uh, it, again, it's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive in Barrow I believe is the way you pronounce it. Uh, so it's pretty rural. It's pretty much in the middle of nowhere, to be honest with you. It's not like a Taranga Zoo is in Sydney, uh, right? I mean, just matter of fact, Taranga Zoo is one of my favorite zoos in the con- in the world as well because the backdrop is Sydney. You know, it's a beautiful zoo. That's awesome, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but but uh, uh, the Australia Zoo is in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, it's it's definitely way out in the bush. Uh, but it is I it is still probably my favorite zoo in the world, uh, and 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 not. Not necessarily because I think it's the best zoo in the world, but because of what it stands for in the, the Irwin family. And it is an absolutely wonderfully kept zoo. I mean, I've told people, like, from just a kept zoo standpoint, 
the best zoo I've ever been to. Wow. I mean, just every tree is is manicured perfectly. Every pathway doesn't have weeds on it. Every cage is spotless. I told people, like, it doesn't have the most animals of any zoo. It's a decent-sized zoo, but it's not the biggest zoo and the most animal zoo by any stretch. But it seems like almost every specimen at that zoo is the best specimen I've ever seen. You know what I mean? And you go like, man, that's the nicest inland taipan I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh, that is the nicest red belly black wow. I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh, that is the nicest woma I've ever seen. And and then that's kind of not just reptiles. It was that way across the board. I mean, they do a wonderful job there. And then, of course, they have the crocosseum, which is amazing uh, I, I i never saw steve do the show now i think robert's doing the show um uh at, at the crocosseum uh, at least sometimes uh which is amazing so sick but yeah. i've seen the crocosseum show multiple times and um and, and and then of course they have the tribute walk of steve with with all of the memorabilia with from his khakis to and there's actually a wall that has tons of khakis uh, that is just all people's, like right after he passed away, he, they allowed people to write personal notes on khakis. So cool. Uh, so you could just read for hours and hours. And I remember the first time I, I saw the memorabilia and the tri tribute wall, I cried. I literally cried. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I, I, I teared up and cried. Uh, so it's a beautiful zoo, and, and, and I can't wait to take Jay there. I think you'll love it too. Dude, I would flip. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this one. The DeFresny Gallery? DeFresny Gallery. You guys are trying to hit me with these hard names today. I know, dude. right. What's up? Yeah, where's, the, where's thank Carl? Thank God I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I've been like, you'd be like, the Preblos? The, the, yeah, the Pueblin? De Giorno? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, they said, thank you, Brian, for getting me into ball pythons. And Jay, from one audiovisual guy to another, I tip my hat and have great respect. Uh, appreciate you, you, man. so much. I appreciate you, man. We And if you ever need a job, we're looking for a replacement for Jay. Yeah, so. I got to go back to Jersey, baby. <laughs> gotta get this guy. Passport's <laughs> almost renewed. Got to get renewed here <laughs> yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, I'm not it's, from this country. Yeah, yeah you got to get him back to New Jersey. You know, his oh, visa is running out <laughs> yes uh cody says just some love for one of my favorite people oh thank you so much man i appreciate you very much oh taylor jordan says if you come to maine i'll gladly be your tour guide oh my gosh well reach out to us seriously yeah, please i don't know what part of maine you're from it's a big state as we know um so uh reach out seriously uh, hit jay up on instagram at jay tomsky at jay uh, message him up and uh and let's stay in touch because i mean this it's gonna happen uh you know we're gonna drive out there this 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 summer we'll probably do there's like, so much shit know, on the way there and yeah back on the way there yeah too. we can hit a bunch of stuff right. on the way there we can hit you know kevin and at nerds place on the way back um yeah so yeah maybe go down to the city and, and see, see some stuff there so we'll see what happens uh ej threw five dollars for love thank you ej appreciate you ben walker came back and said uh, our ibd came from a 3500 gram female that carried it but was asymptomatic we quarantined but lost 13 ball pythons it was horrible Thank you for all you do. Wow, that's really, it is very unusual for a ball python to be asymptomatic with IBD so that you got really unlucky, unfortunately, and I'm so sorry that you lost so much. I mean, I know how it feels to to, to lose a bunch of animals. I've talked about the fact that we, we dealt with, with NIDO virus years ago, yeah. and uh, it, it was really difficult to lose those animals, and it's really, it's even harder to uh, put animals on the shelf and know that you can't sell them, you can't do anything with Nothing them. Nothing will happen you know, with them, yeah. And, and you just got to sit there and watch them and some die, some don't, some, uh, you know, and it's, it's a tough, tough thing. And, 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 you know, I wish more people would be honest about it rather than hiding it, you know, and, and yeah, you I know, mean, humans get yeah. viruses, yeah. Every, everything can too. 
Yeah, um, but you can survive it, and I'm glad that you're surviving it. Uh, Daniel says, "Hi, Brian. Are you doing business with Stefan Brogenhammer in Germany?" Uh, I, I used to do business with Stefan years ago. Uh, we imported a lot of things from him. He imported a lot of things from us, uh, and we were friends for a long, long time. We just don't import and export anymore. So, Makes sense. Um, so yeah, so we haven't done anything with him in, in a number of years. I'm going to put a hell no in your mouth real quick. All right, but, hell uh, no. Yeah, it's, you should do Alaska via cruise, untouched nature. Mm. Can I get a okay, so, hell no. So the problem with Alaskan cruises is that you have to go through uh, rough water every now and then to get to where <laughs> the beauty is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, you do have to, most um, of the cruises still go through the Bering Sea to get to. So there's no cruises that like start in a beautiful area of Alaska and then you just cruise up to the little river and have fun and you see all these beautiful things. Uh, you know, I wanted to do an Alaskan cruise <laughs> no, until, I, until I, I did. I no. was literally, cause everyone's like, oh, they're beautiful still water. But yeah, it's still water once you get into, into the, the still water. Yeah. But you know, if you read reviews on, on, <laughs> on it, they, you know, like one out of 10 cruise ships goes through really heavy swells. Uh, and I would literally have a I would, fucking I would heart die. attack. I could, I, I literally would die. And to be so. honest with you, and this is some, you know, some photography stuff. If you guys want to, you know, do it. There's that's probably like the worst way to get good photos. Like you yeah. could, it would be better to go run around with our own car. Well, that's the thing I want. Yeah, I want to, and that's the other thing is I'm not a big like touristy touristy guy. guy, you know. So so like Alaska cruise to me is like for people that don't want to adventure. You don't want to really yeah. see Alaska. Like they want to kind of like look at it from afar, like snapshot. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But we want to go see Alaska. Yeah, you know? I want to go to places that like my yeah, feet on the like, dirt. Yeah, you know. I went on a cruise once. It wasn't that fun. Wasn't that great? I would go crazy on any cruise, even if the weather wasn't it wasn't a, a factor. Like yeah. a Bahama cruise, you're typically pretty smooth. You know, on a huge ship, you hardly know. Although my daughter went on a a, a, a cruise, I think for the first time uh, this last year. Yeah. Uh, well, the year before COVID, uh, and um, and she said that uh, she felt kind of. Sea, like not seasick. She said she never got seasick, and the and the sea was pretty calm. She said, but uh, when she got off, she said for two or three days her equilibrium. Oh felt yeah, like you she was still, still on the boat. Yeah, when you go and, take uh, a shower and you're like you're in the, your shower at home, you actually feel yourself sway a little bit. Yeah, see, weird. I would not like that at all. You know, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, no. So, so you can one, see already now that you're yeah, like. No, so no, no. one of the side effects of anxiety for me is uh, dizziness and lack of equilibrium. So I feel kind of like out of whack. That's one of the, the, the symptoms I hate the worst about my anxiety, the physical symptoms. So I will never want to do that on purpose. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so yeah, no, no thank you on the Alaskan cruise. Um, Alan says, hi, Brian. It's feeding day today for my ball python, nice. Julius, or Julius. I don't know how you say Julio. it. Julio. Julius. Well, that's awesome. Well, I hope it feeds well for you. I, this time of year, sometimes ball pythons can be finicky. So uh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, Keenan says, talking about breathing, I'm a private pilot. Uh, take a deep breath is going to become part of my landing checklist. Uh, just got a Sinaloan milk snake from you. Thanks. She is beautiful. Oh my gosh. I tell you what, oh man, I tell you what, I, you know, I, I have a couple friends that are pilots and, and I love you guys, man. You guys are rock stars and it is interesting, right? Is because 
I, I say, you know, isn't there something romantic about being a pilot? Yeah, you know dude, what I mean? I like, do. Like, it's one of those things, like, I own a restaurant. I, I'm a pilot. Yeah, I'm a, it's you sexy. Know, like, like you, you, yeah. you, it's like, it's it's romanticized. It's like, oh, wow, you fly, you know? And I think maybe, you know, that was even more so back in, like, the Pan Am area, right? You oh, know what I mean? Sure. Like, back in the 60s, if you were a pilot and you walked into a bar, you had every girl in the room, right? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh. It's not like today where you're like, I have a ball yeah. python collection. But it's still, there's like, still what? that feeling, like, when a pilot that walks by in the airport, you know, with his hat and his freaking little wings on and stuff like that. You almost you're like you almost like, oh, this this guy's cool, man. This or this girl is cool, man. They're they're you know so so cool, man. I think it's awesome that you're a pilot, and definitely, I hope that your your <laughs> amount of landings always match your amount of takeoffs. That's the sweetest thing you could ever say to somebody yeah, like him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Maria says, uh, <laughs> "I'm I'm the one that you guys teased about when you come to Alaska." And something about Noah's pee-pee. LOL. <laughs> There's a lot of times we talk about Noah's pee-pee. Well, so. geez, you know, I mean, that could be anybody. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, after people I know, we've been talking about Noah's yeah. pee-pee. Uh, but, no, I do remember that. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, DM uh, uh, Jay again. You'll get pee-pee shots of uh, Noah. <laughs> oh, not, no, 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 that won't happen. You but, uh, I don't have any. But we do want to have as many local. I have a few local contacts in Alaska. I'd like as many as I possibly can because I think the way we'll get it, the best uh, experience out of Alaska is is really getting with Locals. as many local people as we can to see the things that tourists don't see. And that, not that I don't I don't mind seeing some of the stuff that tourists see, but I want to see stuff that the locals really. Yeah, I want appreciate. that deep cut. Yeah, the, the, you know when a local says this is beautiful, you know it's going to be beautiful. You're right. You know. And, and, and most of the time, I've found that when you go to different countries or different areas like Alaska, that, that is almost like a different country, quite frankly. If you think about it, you got to go through Canada to get to yeah, uh, Alaska, it literally which is so is weird, not our you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can be in Seattle and Alaska is a 20 hour drive, you <laughs> know. Crazy? I mean, it's really bizarre. But uh, uh, my point is, is <laughs> so that um, uh, I've noticed that when you get with locals in, in, in remote areas, they typically don't want tourists to see what they really love, you know? Yeah. Uh, not all the time. That's not always the case, but in a lot of cases. So when you do get a local that is willing to take you somewhere really special, it's usually way more special than some, you know, top 10 things to do in Alaska, you know? Yeah. So, so please reach out to us. Uh, Jason from Morph Mixology. Jason. He's in the building. He oh says, hey, Brian, just getting here. Thank you for being transparent this year, but glad to see you're doing well. Got to come back to Yellowstone. Yeah, and then he put a little back. camera, so it's like a, a chick, chick, Ooh, you know, yeah. sound. No, we're, we're going to come back. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know. We, we didn't even see the freaking thing. I mean, let's face we, it. We went to Yellowstone, for yeah, sure. We went to Yellowstone, and we were in the, the <laughs> we were in the corner of it. Yeah, you know, we were but, there. But, but we were we huddling. We didn't see the Yellowstone, and, and definitely enjoyed uh, visiting with Jason and and his wife, and um, we'll be back, and we'll, we'll definitely do it sometime in the summer. Raid your jerky. Spring slash fall. Might be a cool fall trip, you know what I, I think. Mean? I like, think, yeah, like maybe like late summer, early fall yeah, could be Yeah, like cool. fall could be really cool because it might be really beautiful out there, and, um, and, 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 and I think by fall, hopefully the world will look a little different than it does now. Yeah, at least there'll be beautiful colored everywhere. It will be. <laughs> Lily says, Brian, my daughter Akira and I love you, and we watch you daily. My husband wanted my son to be named Tiger. Ah, oh, no, wait, hold on. It's better. Tiger oh. Samurai. Ooh. I named him Daniel. Oh, uh, man, poor Daniel. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Daniel. Man, I'm, I'm going to for now, forever. But what was her daughter's name? 
Akira. Now that's cool. Akira's that's cool. cool. Why not? That and Tiger Akira Samurai? And Tiger Samurai? <laughs> yeah, your Jesus. husband was on to something. My gosh. I mean, I think that that is a duo, man. Can you imagine? Akira. This oh, yeah. Is my, Akira. This is my kids. This Akira, is my Akira and, Tiger, Akira and Samurai. Tiger Samurai over here. I'd be like, oh, my God. I'd love your family for this, man. But I mean, yeah. da- I'm sure Daniel's fine. He's going <laughs> to turn out good, but I'm sure he's just not going to. He's not going to have the opportunities that Tiger yeah, Samurai would yeah, have. Tamar- yeah, he, I mean, Daniel's going to be great. Yeah, but, but Tiger Samurai would have been really something oh my special, God. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Salad says, <laughs> "Got a." I don't. I've tried reading this before. I don't know what this means. So you're going to help me out, okay, Bri? Ah, uh, yeah, I, I'm great at this. <laughs> All right. It says, "Got a garter doing brumation in my basement that's 60 degrees Fahrenheit." Mm-hmm. I feel like I should get her to 50 Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will fridge her if I have to, but that freaks no. me out. No, I think you're fine at 60, to be totally honest with you. You're completely fine. Uh, our our hibernaculum, I love that word. Hibernaculum. Uh, hibernaculum. <laughs> uh, it's only about 60 degrees. So so we used to keep them down in the low 50s, but uh, we found that, you know, um, 60 degrees is fine. Perfect yeah, for a hibernaculum. Compl- yes, yeah, completely fine. So I would not... not re- the problem you have to have with refrigerators is that modern-day refrigerators also dry things out, right? Mm. So if you ever use a refrigerator for brewmating reptiles, you have to find an older refrigerator that doesn't... Uh, I can't remember what the actual chemical... Uh, Freon? I, I think Freon was in the old ones too, but there's... So now what you do want, right, is, is your refrigerator doesn't want your, your vegetables to seep so it dries them to keep them solid right and and so uh it it literally will dry out your reptiles and kill them so you can't put a a reptile in a normal refrigerator interesting yeah the next one up is um crosstown exotics our buddy uh said hey brian and jay any tips on growing your instagram it seems to be the toughest platform to grow it is tough. love the solo <laughs> podcast glad the hissing cockroaches are doing great at the reptarium yeah thanks brother uh and we still got to come out and see you sometime i know you know, we missed you we, man. we definitely want to check and, and we want to get some more stuff so if you have anything cool for us please let us know we want to build out that arachnid slash bug wall better uh you know we've been working instagram really hard the last three weeks and and, and uh, you know jay knew this that i you know my, my one goal for 2021 was to really make instagram a priority. higher priority and uh and 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 we're just about to hit 500k on instagram from 400 and we were at 440s so, so, for... so, yeah we were we were literally at, we grew about 5,000 followers all of 2020 um and, and we've grown 25,000 in the last three weeks or so uh, and it's really just about consistency, man. It's about putting out content, the right content, uh, do a lot of IG stuff, do pictures, do reels, do try to hit everything that they do. Right. So they do reels, they do pictures, they do IG TV, they do stories, uh, they do live, try to hit all of them, you know, and if you're hitting all of them for some reason, when you're hitting them all and hitting them very consistently, um, Instagram it's, seems it's, to it, favor. It just, yeah. It starts to favor your content. So, um, we hope that this this run that we're having right now um, will continue. We hope that it maybe even build. You know, I went from sometimes being <laughs> I'd look at my seven day statistics and I'd be like plus twelve. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To where now we're like, uh, you know, yesterday we we added fifteen hundred followers yesterday on on Instagram. Um, in a lot, most days have been about a thousand to twelve hundred. So uh, it's it's just working it hard and making it a priority, you know. So now when we film, we literally just as much as we're focusing on the vlog, we're saying, does this make sense for Instagram, or how can we, 
make a banger on Instagram, uh, whether it's That's a picture, right. a video, a reels, a, a story, whatever it is. So just work hard. It, it is a very tough platform. Because there's start, so much kinds of yeah, content that yeah. it's just like ridiculous. And not to mention that you have to shoot a lot of that stuff in vertical, so it doesn't work for, it's hard to recycle yeah, content, yeah, like stuff. you can sometimes with other platforms go like, all right, I'm going to put the same thing on fa Facebook as I put on Insta or on on YouTube. On YouTube. Uh, you can't really do that on Instagram. It's a very specific, you know. You, you can do stuff with like TikTok and Instagram, yeah, as long as it's under a minute. Uh, but uh, it's it's a difficult platform. I agree with you. It's I think the hardest. I, I think Twitter might be harder, to be yeah, totally yeah. honest with you. I think Twitter is the hardest to grow on, and I think Instagram is the second hardest to grow on. So, but just work it, man. Work it hard. The harder you work it, the the better it'll be. Uh, Scottish Rob says, "Hey, Bri, thanks for the suggestion for the Phoenix Herb Society. Ah, nice, uh, huh? His family went on vacation two weeks ago and was a lot of fun and informative. Best to you. Oh, I think dang, I actually I'm... seen pictures about this or something on That's Instagram. Awesome. Maybe That's awesome. Super cool place. Love it, man. Love the people there." Um, yeah, it was a great time and I can't wait to get back again because I'll go there every time I'm out in Arizona and Arizona is definitely one of my favorite places yeah, on the planet. Yeah, top, top five yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Hawkman threw Hawkman. $3 just for some love, baby. What's up, Hawkman? Appreciate Thank you. Thank you, man. Shane Lee says, hey guys, Brian, do you have a possible Het Lori for sale? Or I guess just a normal Lori, but. Yeah, so yeah, there's, it's an incomplete dominant, so there's no Het, there's no anything like that. So uh, we do not have anything right now available in that project, but uh, but we will. You know, this year we'll be producing some stuff, so uh, hang tight and um, hopefully we can get you something when you're ready. Uh, Nathan threw a dollar just for love. Kyle Abram threw two dollars just for love. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it, man. Uh, J and K's Blazing Snakes says, "Hey Brian, just got an eighteen by eighteen short terrarium, and we don't know what to put into it. Looking if there is any desert species that we could breed." Eighteen by eighteen is that what they say? Yes. Eighteen by eighteen by what? Uh, what's the eighteen by I'm one, eighteen by? Maybe it's a square. Maybe it's maybe it's like a cube. Uh, like a yeah, cube maybe. Maybe. Um, uh, desert species. So you would have to get into you know like knobtail geckos could get. Okay, there. they actually I just seen on the screen right now they came back and said something other than geckos. Ah shit. Ah, uh, odds for another one, Mike. Uh Well, I think the problem is is that you are a little bit constrained by, uh the size of the terrarium and the fact that you want something desert, you know? So there's nothing really snake wise that fits. I mean, maybe Kenyan sand boas, um, but that's a little smaller than what I'd like to see them in um, as a big female is going to get bigger to that. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that's a tough one. I mean, it's, I it's mean, hard that, geckos are probably your only, you know, terrestrial geckos are probably your only option, you know, to be totally honest with you. I can't think of anything else. And if I think, I mean, if I think of something else, I'll let you know, but I, I, I can't think off the top of my head of anything other than geckos that makes sense for that size that are desert. Now, if you want to get into, you know, neotropical or something like that, then it opens up a couple of things. But, uh, um, but yeah, for now, I think, uh, I think and not, look at knobtail geckos. I mean, they're freaking awesome. Yeah, they are really sweet. Yeah. Uh, Brandon says, thanks for being such an inspiration, Brian, even on days you don't feel like it. My son Gavin and I started construction on our reptile room today. Awesome. Well, congratulations, Congrats, you two. I, I hope it turns out as well as you expect and better than you expect and enjoy the journey. And I think that I love what you just said about you and your son doing it. I think yeah, that is awesome, so man. important. Um, and that's one of the things with me and Noah now is like, 
you know, I just want to do things with him, whatever it is. You know, we, we share a passion for social media. Uh, we like watching basketball together. Hockey is about to start. I'm sure we'll watch that. Uh, we watch movies together, which, by the way, oh, Jay, I forgot to tell you this. What man. did you forget? Holy shit, dude. What the hell, dude? I am telling you, I'm going to give you a movie suggestion right now that I love, man. Okay, what is it? I, I, I watched this last night, and guys, I'm telling you what, I was blown <laughs> away. Punch up movie fat man oh shit dude is it good dude i loved i legitimately love this movie i love this movie right there and and dude oh this looks good dude. It, mel so, gibson. so listen mel gibson i'm not going to give it away it is he's santa claus okay okay and, and you can sell Damn, fat man i got you i got you and and legitimately i have never seen a movie that has had a more wild take on christmas Oh, I can't wait to see this. But yet, absolutely works. Where like, where do I find this movie, uh, sir? I don't. I don't. We watched it on on demand. Uh, okay. Uh, on Comcast. I'll look it up. Um, it was like five ninety nine for rental, and, and I'm sure you can find it. I don't know if it's you can find Netflix, it on Netflix, but too. it's somewhere. Uh, I, I legitimately, and I'm sorry if people watch this and say the movie sucks, and if you watch it, and the movie sucks. It I think it matter. was. Maybe the best movie I've seen in the last twelve months. No. Now, granted, there haven't been a lot of new. Yeah, I was movies, gonna say that's right? like eight movies. Yeah, there's though. not a lot of great movies, but I I thought it was my favorite movie I've seen in the last. Uh, I will definitely last check twelve that months. Out. I, I I loved it, and Lori loved it too. I mean, com- like Christmas is Christmas, right? Every yeah. Christmas movie is gonna be similar in a way. This is a radical, radical, <laughs> radical take on Christmas. Uh, but yet not in the sense that you go, this is stupid. Yeah, no, no. It's like, almost it's like, like oh, okay. It's almost like if Quentin Tarantino did a Christmas movie. That's what it looks like, even like the yeah. cover. It's very Quentin Tarantino-ish. Ooh. And uh, yet I believe Mel Gibson uh, uh, wrote it pr- wrote it and produced it. So, wow. So, uh, and directed it. So, uh, great, great flick. Definitely check it out. Kyle says, favorite bull snake morphs, Brian. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, the hypo still water is amazing uh they do have a couple little genetic quirks to them that 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 are a little bit of an issue stomach issues and stuff like that i, I but i i love that hypo still waters um punch that up hypo still water bull snake i mean these are freaking beautiful snakes man i mean it's uh hypo still water yep it's right there right in the top yep uh we've talked about it before. really i remember this beautiful snakes i mean just what's just, a what's a good one hit me uh, with a good one i think that on that white right there right there I, yeah that, that's, that's a really banger. That's a banger yeah Oof. So look at how beautiful those are. I mean, those are incredible. But there's a lot of bull snakes. I, I mean, I like ghosts. I love, I, love I like white sides. Um, there's a lot of stuff. There was a guy named Terry Vandeventer years ago that had an amazing bull snake collection. And a lot of the bull snakes that he was breeding, he had purple ones. Uh, I mean, it, it, a lot of the bull snakes that he bred um, are no longer around. I think he just got out of it. I think that some of his lines stuck around, but most of his lines did not. Huh. Um, and it was a really disappointment that, that I, you know, I remember once I was at the Daytona, I think it was actually Orlando Breeders Expo. It wasn't moved to Daytona yet. And he was set up right across from me. And all he had was bull snakes. And uh, my gosh, I mean, he. this is back in the, again, the late 90s, early 2000s probably. And, uh, and, and, and all he had was bull snakes. He probably had 25 different mutations of bull snakes. Um, That's incredible. And now I think there might be 15 mutations total all these years later. So uh, uh, bull snakes are, are really, I think, a, 
I was, you got to hit that underappreciated. That underrated, overrated. Underrated, overrated. <laughs> uh, we've, we've got a new segment that's going to be coming out here in a little bit that I, I'm anxious to see how you guys feel about it. Yeah, it was it. a lot of fun. Um, it, it was fun to, to, to film, and and I, I stole it from Gary Vanderchek, so they're just so you guys know. Oh, you mean Gary Vay? Gary Vay. I always called him Gary V, but I did apparently too. his name is Gary Vay, so... Uh, love literally Gary, i've love, never heard him called that yeah, before yeah. he's making that up yeah yeah exactly but i love gary vay and uh and and so we stole an idea he had and implemented it well that'll be out in a couple days so yeah uh so yeah both Sna- snakes awesome snakes on the plane says snakes on the plane. i love that name man it is That's a good, good one. one that is a good one uh dang came in late looking to come meet you and the nile monsters in uh, march love you dudes nate that's awesome nate i can't wait to have you out man and you can come play with our nile monitors really you know chicken strip is the only one that'll give you a run for your money but uh you can come play with it i don't have a problem with that uh is that Tamixo? Tamixo, maybe it's uh she goes and i love that she nicknamed herself that's awesome she says hey guys lurker tam here uh lol hope you guys have a nice weekend brian you should export to canada we are basically america same thing yeah, I'm telling you what, man. I wish. Uh, I, you know, Canada sounds better and better all the time, you know. <laughs> it's got I a mean, good ring to uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Canada. Is, uh, I've always loved Canada. Me too. Obviously, I'm almost Canadian because I have family in Canada and that we're 20 miles from the border. Um but uh yeah, America's gotten a little bit tough this little bit, but mm. I think I think that there's better times ahead. I really do. I I'm optimistic about the future of America. Um not ever going to get political about things. I never will. But, um, but I think I think we're I think things are going to be okay. I think things are going to be okay. I think I think next year we're going to look back, and and even the people that have trepidation about the where we're at are, are going to look back and go, all right, we're in a better place. You know, yeah, we're in a I better agree. place. And 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 I I'm. I'm pretty happy. Are we going to be Canada? No. I mean, Canada is just so nice. You guys you are know? so sweet. So man. nice, man. So nice. Yeah, being from Jersey, Canada is like another world, bro. Yeah, you, like, go, you go up there and it's literally like, hey, how you doing, Nate? Yeah, Jersey, you know, it's, it's like, like uh, what? Can, how can I help you? Yeah, like <laughs> every person you run into in Canada is just the friendliest person. Like, hey, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry for... <laughs> yeah, sorry for getting in your way there, bud. Watch so, out for yeah. deer. Oops, sorry, sorry, did I go first? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. You go first. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, they're just wonderful fucking people, man. I, I love them. I do. Speak. Yeah. We need our Canadians back, too. You know, yeah, Carrie and Barrows, man. dude. Carrie and Barrows. Carol, Harry and Barrius. Barrius. <laughs> uh, Spark says, we talk a lot about getting female snakes breeding, but what tricks for stubborn males to yeah. breed? Love the snake talk. It's, Miss it's, you guys. It's tough, man. That's a good uh, one. It's a fun. good one. And by the way, when we're done, we got a couple more super chats, and then I want to jo- dive into this idea I had. Yeah. I, and I just want your guys' opinion. You know, I, I want You guys are part of this journey, and I want to know, am I, you know, so think about it this way. You guys are, are like my little pool of, like a test, like a test poll, right? Yeah. Like if you guys go like, Brian, this is stupid, then I don't waste money. And if you guys are like, I'm in, man, I would totally do this. Then it's worth it's going, worth forward, going forward. So I have the the huge advantage of having you people helping me. So I, I'm going to talk to you about that for a second. But as for males, we're talking. About, I'm assuming we're talking about ball pythons. Um, you can try another male shed. You can throw another male in the cage and then take him out and put the other male in. Um, and, and those really are the two things that, that are the only tricks. Uh, sometimes you can also avert their hemipenes, like daily avert their hemipenes. Yeah, that's what I've and, heard. And, and that can come sometimes spur them on, but you've got to invert it right. You don't want to hurt them, right? Um, so so if you don't 
if you don't feel comfortable averting hemipenes, don't do that. You know, I have done it. For I don't so many feel years. like, yeah, for instance, I have snakes for a, long, a bit now and I've never done that. I don't feel comfortable yeah. doing that. So I wouldn't want you torquing on the thing. But if, if you if you're good at averting hemipenes, that's another trick. But other than that, uh, I will say most males will start breeding if they're up to size, have the right age and the females are producing follicles. Uh, so sometimes I'll have a male that just won't breed. And then the female starts to get to 15 millimeter follicles and all of a sudden he starts breeding. This last week we had two or three males that hadn't bred once that started breeding last week. So, uh, so be patient as well, but you can try those tricks, you know, sheds, uh, put another male in stuff like that. Combating is what they call it. Marvel balls says, appreciate all of your work, Brian. I also sent you a message on IG the other week, uh, hoping to come visit if I try, if travel opens back up. It will. Great. I, it will, and I can't wait to do it. And just so you know, IG messages are really tough. I get a ton of them. Yeah, again. you have a better chance so of messaging so, me, yeah, and I'll yeah, talk message to him. Message him or, or uh, email us and, yeah. and stuff like that. Because I, I try every now and then to, to do it, but, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds a day. I would spend six hours a day just responding to DMs on Insta. So I, I hate the fact that I can't respond. But most of the time, I don't even see my DMs because I won't even check them because, like I said, it's, it's just – it's and, and don't uh, – it's a great problem to have, obviously. No, of course. But it's of course. just – just for, for me. Yeah, for me, you know, uh, DM isn't the isn't the, the the good way to communicate with me. So if you didn't hear back from me, that's why, and I apologize. All right, uh, little bogus says, do you have to breed female ball pythons? Uh, if I skip breeding for a year or so, will there be any issues? No, not at all. I mean, my gosh, you can have a female ball python its whole life and never breed it, and they'll be completely fine. Um, and, and worst case, it may ovulate and lay slugs, but even then, it's very rare for a ball python. Some snakes will do that, but uh, ball pythons, I've only had one or two females ever lay eggs when I didn't breed them, ever. Yeah. You know, so uh, so it's very rare. So, no, absolutely. You don't want to breed don't breed it. You don't have to breed any reptile. You can ever. keep a reptile. It's Every reptile you keep his whole life and not, well, with the exception of female chameleons, uh, female yeah, chameleons will, will typically will, will literally egg bind and, and die if you don't breed them. So, uh, that's with the exception of, of female chameleons. And sometimes you can keep female chameleons and it won't be a problem, but there is a higher rate of them dying. So, uh, just, just keep that in mind. Uh, Scott says, sup, Brian J. Boom. Sup. Fist bump. Boom. Uh, first year breeding retics so far. No locks. I have two pair going. Any tips? Also, I'm scared to leave them alone. Haha. Uh, that might be the problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just hovering over him. Come on, fuck no, already. I wonder if he's saying that he's afraid to leak, leave them together. And That's what I think. Yeah. Alone. And, and, and unfortunately, retics are sometimes <laughs> can be pretty secretive breeders, believe it or not. And a lot of times they breed in the middle of the night. So I would, uh, you're nothing's going to happen with two fe- a male and a female. Very rarely are you going to have a problem with that. Two males, big problem. Big deal, big, big, dude. Big problem. But usually a male and a female, it does. I mean, there, you can have problems. It does happen, but it is rare. I mean, so I don't think you're going to have any issues. I think you leave them together and you're going to be fine. And again, when you know, I would increase the food on the female exponentially, double her food amount, and uh, and I think you're going to see some follicle growth and see some production. Pretty easy animals to breed, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't think that I've ever tried to breed them and not bred them. Uh, so uh, if you increase food. Leave them in overnight. I think you're going to be fine. Tammy says, hello again from Reno. I love your videos. My dream animal is a black throat monitor. I'm hoping Mm. maybe this year I'll actually be ready to get one. I hope you will. They're really cool. Don't get get bit by one. Yeah, please. It sucks. Don't lick Um, it no matter how much it smells like maple syrup. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, But yeah, black throats are amazing. So uh, I hope you'll get that for sure because I think you'll really love them. One of the cooler animals around. They're so uh, pretty, man. I never realized like the colors on them and their tail. Yeah, and we may be going to get another one this coming week <gasps> where we uh yes uh, of course we have um flapjack now as our baby getting big 
uh, still hyper as could be, but it'll calm down. It'll calm down. Yeah, I'm actually going to shoot a piece with Bruce shortly about, yeah. with that too. Cause yeah, I think we're going to start it'll getting calm, that together. It'll calm down hundred percent. They always do really cool animals. You'll love them. Uh, Zachary says, got a pastel leopard ball python girl from y'all the other day. She nice. should be here Thursday. Ah. Uh, looking forward to meeting her. Named her uh, Mystique. Oh, and like, I, Good know, just, night. I just watched X-Men the other night, ironically enough. <laughs> uh, X-Men's... Uh, um, Wonder Woman, right? No, no, X-Men. Oh, you actually uh, watched X-Men, yeah, too? It was, yeah, yeah, not here. I watched it at home. Uh, it was the latest one, which was uh, Rise of the Phoenix, I believe it was hmm. called. Uh, I love the X-Men series, and uh, for some reason, I didn't watch that one when it came out. And uh, I just realized the other night, me and Lori were hanging out, and we're like, well, what can we watch? And I was like, you know, I don't think I ever watched that. Uh, so Mystique... Was it good? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, Mystique is a, is, is a great... Uh, character in that um this is our last one we can hit your uh hit your yeah, idea my story my, uh, my not story idea uh, recovery rescue says hey brian my wife and i along with our young daughters started a non-profit exotic animal sanctuary nice. about two years ago nice you are a huge inspiration to me hope i could one day meet you and just chat Listen, I would love that, man. If you get, if you and your family ever get a chance to come out, we'll definitely take some time and chat. I'm here all the time uh, when we're open. If I'm not podcasting, I'm upstairs with with everybody, and we can definitely take some time if you want to come out uh, and, and chat. I'd and love let us it. know where and, you're at too, because yeah, maybe yeah, if we yeah, travel, we, might, we can yeah, find you. Yeah, we might come out to you sometime and come do a piece on your place. So, um, so that's awesome. Good for you, man. I and we we're just talking about um, a non for profit wing of the reptarium possibly uh that we're going to be doing down in the future if it works out so um so yeah we'll talk more about that i'm sure in the future all right hit him with your idea problem all right so this is what i want and i just you guys don't have to super chat me unless you want to yeah i'll read the comments down by here yeah, below. uh uh so so listen you know i i about maybe six seven years ago you guys i probably know uh that i i buy urls when i come up with ideas if i have an idea and i i go this is going to be something i buy that url so someone else doesn't buy it if and decide to do the same thing uh because like they say you know oftentimes ideas are you know multiple ideas you know like someone everyone's up, have yeah, yeah like three people around the world come up with the same idea maybe one person only pursues it so i i own like a hundred urls you know of just things that i may or may have never use as a matter of fact i was uh, i was funny noah just bought a url <laughs> you were like i'm uh, a proud papa I was so proud and he's got a new thing uh that i think is going to be awesome that he's going to launch and i can't wait to see what he I'm does getting with one. It. yeah it's going to be great it's going to be absolutely amazing did he talk about it yesterday yeah okay, uh so he talked about it on his vlog but i don't think it came out yet so okay so i won't say anything yeah, about yeah. it so keep an eye you know go go pay noah some love it's 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 awesome to see him do it anyways it's going to be called it's going to be called reptilegurus.com okay and it probably will have to be an app and an online thing reptilegurus.com and the idea was several years ago uh, and again the technology was different several years ago so it didn't it just never happened was yeah. that you know people call BHB all the time and, and a lot of times call because they want to talk to me well I'm real busy and I don't have the opportunity to just chat with people as much as I'd like I wish I did have the time but there are, now there's so many people from Tyler Nolan to Chandler to I mean you Will could go Nace, down the yeah. you know, Will Nace you know obviously Kevin McCurley and Justin Cabellica and Ozzy Boyds and Billy Miguel, from and MJ, and MJ and the list goes on and on and I'm not just talking about celebrity side of it like the reptile celebrity side of it i'm talking about even the, bill love was mentioned earlier um so reptile gurus originally when i originally came up with the concept was going to be like maybe one expert in every world you know an expert in crested gecko expert in ball pythons an expert in this and they were going to be the reptile gurus and you were going to be able to say book 
five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of a consultation one-on-one. Now, this was way back. We were thinking phone calls, this and that. Now the technology is at the point where I think we can really change the idea. So it's the same idea. It's just a little bit different. Now there doesn't have to be one expert. It can be anybody, right? So you guys are probably familiar with Cameo, right? We do Cameos here where you pay, you know, or even our virtual shout outs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, $15, $20, whatever the case may be. And you can have a personal shout out from me or from any celebrity. I mean, you know, you can go on the thing, a lot of celebrities on, on cameo and for $10 or $5,000, depending on how big the celebrity is, you can get a personal message from them, video message from them. So it's now I'm thinking now that the cameo thing is here and this and that we could have a whole bunch of different reptile experts, you know, uh, and celebrities, whatever the case may be. And, and the list could be, it could be 500 people, whoever wanted to join as that thing, and they would set the price. So they would say, all right, for $15, I'll spend five minutes on the phone with someone. Or for $50, I'll spend a half an hour on the phone or $500, whatever they think their time is worth. And then it would be up to you if you think it's worth paying the money to, to, to spend time to talk with me or Kev McCurley or Justin Cabellica or, or, or Miguel or, or whoever the person is, it would be up to them if they wanted to do it. And then you would, you would literally pay the money, whatever they decided. I wouldn't decide what the money is. They would decide what their time is worth. And then you would decide if you think it's worth paying the money. And then we would schedule a time where from, you know, if it's t- 10 minutes from one o'clock to one ten, you have that 10 minutes and you can chat with them. You can ask them questions. You can pick their brain or you could just say, hey, I'm a huge fan and I'd like to you know get to know you, whatever the case may be. So I, 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 I think that what I need to do is I already have the URL reptilegurus.com. Uh, but now I think I need to get, uh, an app made as well so that you could go on this app and it would have the list of all, you know, 50, 100, 500 people, whatever the case may be. And maybe you could narrow the search down to crested gecko people like Tiki's geckos, you know, for gargoyles and stuff like that, or, or, or Matt Park for, for crested geckos with Pangea or, or whoever the name might be, whoever wants to participate. Uh, and then for them, they could be like, Hey, it's a little side hustle, right? I'm making a few bucks to just kind of chit chat about things that I'm passionate about. And it gives you the opportunity, like, listen, you're not going to get an opportunity to talk to a lot of these people because they're unavailable, right? You know, uh, unless you're spending big money with them. Well, this gives the avail- availability to them and they get some compensation for it. So now they feel like, all right, you know, you know, listen, time is money. And, and I, I mean, some people might be like, oh, it's bullshit that, you know, someone would want to charge me to talk to them. Nah, that's but stupid. the truth is, is that we're all really busy. And, uh, and, 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 well, I'm sure most of us would love the opportunity to chat with everybody uh, as much as we can. There's just only so much of us to go around. So, so each person, like, let's say if it's me, maybe I, I don't even know if I would would do it or not. I have no idea. I, I would have to really consider what my time is worth. And, but maybe I only say, Hey, I book three a week. I can spend 30 minutes a week. And, and those three, when those three sell out, then you have to wait till the following week or whatever. You just keep booking. Or if someone says, Hey, I could spend three hours a day doing these, then, then their time slots are open. So, um, everyone in the comments says it's a great idea. So, good. uh, you know, and I think so too. I mean, I look at it as like, all right, let's take it to a different level. If I could have it in photography or music or something, I'd be like, damn, I'm really having trouble figuring out this one editing thing. Oh, let me hit up Justin Adichu or somebody, yeah. you know, and like yeah. they can directly help me with that specific thing. So 
you look at it hey i'm having trouble breeding this male now you can like video show brian or or chandler whoever kevin you know yeah whoever, help me out yeah, yeah you exactly. know if you literally are like That's hey, sweet. i've got an issue i need it and now you've got a video opportunity to video chat with yeah. someone for five minutes ten minutes and hey there might be a 30 minute option if someone's willing to do it if someone's like hey for i'll spend 30 minutes with you it's going to cost you whatever they think their time is worth for that 30 minutes. And then if you think it's worth it, then you pay it. You know, uh, I don't know what people think, you know, I mean, I, I'm assuming a lot of the guys that would be the most, uh, sought after are very busy. So they probably are going to have limited time slots and limited amount of times per week. But, but, uh, but at least it's better option. Like, I mean, again, if you wanted to talk to Kevin from nerd, um, chances are slim to none unless you have a cell phone that you're ever going to get him on the phone or on the horn. Uh, but, but if he's like, Hey, listen, I can do this little side hustle and make $500 a week. And I'm only spending two hours a week of my time doing it. Um, you know, if that's what he thinks his value is now, you know, maybe someone else that doesn't have uh, as busy of a schedule might be like, Hey, uh, you know, I'll spend, you know, 15 minutes with someone for 10 bucks. You know, and, 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 and to them, that 10 bucks is worth it, right? They're saying, yeah, I mean, $15, you know, or 10 bucks for 15 minutes, that's, you know, 40 bucks an hour, I'm in, you know? Uh, you know, but obviously, you know, the busier you get, the, the more that $40 isn't worth it, you know what I mean? So everyone might, and that's how Cameo works, right? Like my Cameos are, I think, $15. I, I can't even remember, I think they're $15. But like Tommy Lee from Motley Crue is like $500 for a Cameo, right? And, and, and it's the same thing. I mean, Cameo's 30 seconds or 60 seconds of a personal shout out. You're not even interacting with someone. You're just getting a personal shout out. That's a message. You send the thing saying, hey, Tommy, could you say, hey, Brian, I love you. And thank you for being a supportive fan or whatever the case is. And then, you know, whatever, you know, so I'm yeah. saying, whereas this is an actual interaction thing. So it's something, again, I came up with probably seven years ago. And it just didn't make sense at the time. I, I love the idea, but it just, we didn't have the technology behind it. So... Now I need to probably find number one to see if it's worth it. And, 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 you know, I'd have to obviously reach out to a bunch of people. And, and once you get, let's say 50 people involved, then you would have an opportunity where anyone could actually sign up to be on the app. Right. So even if you're a, a newcomer into ball pythons, if you want to be on the app, you could be on the app. And, and then if people were like, oh, wow, you know, I want to spend time with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it be would like I mean the market will decide if it's valuable for you to yeah, be on exactly. that app, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean if we had a thousand choices, yeah. if if two hundred of them were people that no one booked, then then no one that's on them. them. You know, yeah, that's yeah. not on me, you know. Uh so so, you know, uh but but we would try to maybe start with like as many of the top dogs as we can. Uh under their you know, again, they're making their own choice. Just like on Cameo, I make the decision of what my time is worth. I could go fifteen dollars or I could go like I think Brave Wilderness is like two hundred dollars, you know? And so you can get a shout out from Coyote Peterson for two hundred bucks. You know, um, it, it's his choice, not Cameo's choice, you know, and, and, and then you as the audience dictate if that $200 is worth it. You right. know, if he's getting no cameos at 200, then obviously people are saying you're too expensive. And then it's up to him if he wants to reduce it or say, hey, it's, it's not worth it unless I get 200. And um, so the technologies are so I, I need to build a website reaching out to the people. I don't think it's going to be a problem because they're all friends of mine. And, and I think they would all be involved and then it'd be their personal choice of how many time slots they'd want to do and whatever. So we would have to literally have an app that a website and an app that, that work together for booking these things. 
Um, and, and that's a little bit of a thing. It's out of my pay grade. I don't know how to do it. So if anyone does, again, hit us up. Uh, if, if people build apps or know someone that does or slash website that they could go together. And then we would just, you know, and, and basically what it would be, it's a pretty simple thing. It would just be a, a search engine, you know, that could, could narrow down, you know, like I said, species, stuff like that, or people, specific people. And then you would have, you know, a little picture with a bio with the cost, the price. And then you would pick, you know, you would, you know, click on that and say, yep, I want to do this. And then it would say, all right, that one o'clock's available one to, you know, for five minutes or 10 minutes and two o'clock and, and you would click those things. And as soon as it's done, bang, it's booked. Now you're booked and, and you know, you're going to get it. And then you would, you know, ultimately get a, a an email or a text or like whatever it would be thing with or... a, a zoom link. And, and, and you and whoever you picked would get the same zoom link. You guys would just have to link up and, and then and that would now, be now let's say, you know, for the back end, obviously like, and then if something happened, then you'd have to be, have a way to refund somebody if the person yeah, didn't answer a re- or yeah, you either get a refund or, or reschedule or reschedule and, uh, and obviously we would have to talk with the people. Um, yeah, you probably just get a refund to be totally honest with you. Cause that's what happens in cameo, right? It's like if someone books me for $15 and I don't do it. Cause I mean, I do 99.9% of my cameos, but, but every now and then someone, like I had this happen the other day, someone yeah. wanted me to do something that I just wouldn't do. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, Hey, Hey Brian, you know, can you do this? And I'm like, you whip no, a I'm, snake you know, around in a circle. On I'm your just head. like, yeah. no, I, I won't do that, you know, or I won't say that. And so they just get their, 15 bucks back, you know, and, uh, and, and, and so that would be how that would work, you know? So, um, so yeah, you know, and I think that maybe the, the, the way the app backend would have to work is like, it would be booked and then you would get a link, but then the person the the quote unquote guru would have to then confirm it before you're charged. Yes, right. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and probably you would, you know, yeah, you, you know, confirm, then you get charged. And then if for some reason they don't show, you would get a refund. You know, something like that. So there's some bugs that I have to work out. But no, it's not. It's not that guys. hard, honestly. I, yeah, I want to know from you guys if you think it's a good idea or not. Yeah, they all said. Everyone in the comments says uh, they would do it for sure. And then I guess the next step would be, you know, and I mean, I should maybe do, you know, I don't even know where I do this poll or or something like that, or or you know, whatever. I don't even know what email slash whatever I would do is like. Who would you want to see on the app? You know, what I mean, like who are the people that I should reach out to to get on the app? to launch the app with say a hundred potential people, hundred gurus to start with. And then again, it'd be an open you know, system where like, if you wanted to join, to be a guru, you know, you wouldn't even have to contact me. You could literally join the app and become a guru anyone could, you know, anyone could become mm-hmm. a guru. It's just that if you weren't somebody that anyone wanted to talk you to, just you just wouldn't, wouldn't become wouldn't get, a guru. Yeah, you like, just wouldn't get picked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Your, you, your profile would still be there. You just wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, like if I know. made one, no one's coming to me for ball Python knowledge or some shit, you know yeah, what I mean? So right. like it just, the market will decide who wants yeah, to pay but for it. We could who. have as many gurus as, as, you know, you could have a thousand gurus and, yeah. and ultimately, you know, just, you know, maybe the top 250 are the ones that are going to get all the action and the other ones are going to get very little to no action, you know, but, um, so anyways, I don't know if that's an idea. And I mean, I threw it out there. Maybe someone will steal it from me and do it, but, uh, uh, you know, that's plagiarism. That's part of the, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's on camera and you're beat and we have the yeah, date. Yeah. We and have it was live. So. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do it. Uh, Kyle says, uh, any known issues with red albino bull snakes? Uh, yeah, we just talked about that really. Um, uh, the, the, a lot of the, the red 
uh, polymorphism uh, sometimes can be a little bit of an issue. Now, I think there are some lines of red albinos that do pretty well, but just make sure you really understand. So red is just going to be a polymorphic. And unless you get into like the, the, the albino hypo still waters, which are red albinos, uh, those sometimes have stomach issues. So just make okay. sure your bloodline is, is, is really solid. There are certainly some high red polymorphically bred albinos that are very, very good. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, Blue Salad said, it's a great idea, Brian. Best part is you would also be helping animals. Also, yeah. don't forget about Byron Katie. It could be life-changing. Well, I'm going to definitely, I've got it written down. I'm going to check it out and I'm all about that. And thank you. And and yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think it, well, I think it's a couple things. I think it, it gives people the ability to get answers for questions that they aren't going to get elsewhere. Uh, and, uh, and, and then the other thing is it also gives people an opportunity to support the people that they love. You know, and that's a, a great thing. You know, it works on both sides. Perfect. That's a uh, super chats for now. Well, that's so. it, man. Well, you know, there it is, man. I mean, that's uh, another oh. wrap on a solo. I appreciate you guys joining me. Thank you so much. Definitely hit Jay up. Let me know somehow, uh, maybe comments on YouTube or whatever you think about the reptile guru thing. Um, down in this comment would be a great way to do that. Yeah, that'd after. be the best way. That'd yeah. be the best way is in the comment section once <laughs> this goes live on YouTube. Um, so let me know what you guys think and who you think I should try to get. And if you are a developer that could help me maybe develop something like this or know somebody, uh, I think I'd love to give it a shot i think it's something i want to try to do so yeah, smart um so yeah that's it i love you we love guys. you guys yeah, i appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with me and and giving me all the positive energy i could certainly use it like i said having a little bit of an off day today but i appreciate spending time with you guys oh yeah um and uh we'll see you next wednesday as well as next uh saturday as well so uh and then certainly catch noah's craziness on fridays as too so uh <laughs> so love you guys have an absolutely great evening uh or whenever you happen to be watching for that matter uh we're Remember, you can catch us over on Apple, Spotify, uh, or Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. Any other podcasting, you can, so you can listen to this if you don't want to watch it and stuff like that. So, um, so I guess that's it, Jay. I appreciate you guys. So have a good let's one, do it, and uh, I'll see you next time. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Getting there, climbing that ladder, baby.